and that's prick privilege. Oh, I've seen anal sex in porn, so that's just a given. You know, that's just prick privilege. In fact, Freud said, defined a woman as a man with a lack of a penis. Now, that's prick privilege, isn't it? And that's 100 years old. We don't like Freud anymore, except he's still in our brains. I should get to my jokes, because but, uh, uh, the, 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 the thing is, I have this issue, people can't tell whether I'm joking or not. And I'm never joking. I'm always sincere. I love you. You know, I look at you and I say, man, that guy is a cunt. You know, because I would really like to be really into him. And I'd like to have you around me all the time. I don't care how you smell or how you taste. I don't care if you're furry or smooth, you're my cunt, you know. And that's just material. But am I sincere about that? You bet. But not. It's a joke. What do you like? Do you want it to be a joke? I don't know. I was on a date with this woman. Now, you know you're in trouble on a date when a woman says to you, I think I ought to touch your penis. Now, you know you can't make that shit up. You know, the problem is, I'm 67. If I date someone who's 67, she's the same person who was 17 when I was 17. And back then, she was confused in that way. And she's still confused in that way. Only in between, she's fucked everybody on earth. And now she's a born-again virgin and says, I was tired of being a slut. I'm glad you respect me and aren't going to pressure me for sex. What are we talking about? Joey, uh, I, I know this is beyond your comprehension, but... But, but the women your mother's age had sex, only they just weren't happy about it. And now young women are able sometimes to be happy about sex as long as you have sex appreciation class, right? Sex appreciation class means if you put your hand under her blouse and she likes it and kind of swoop up to you, then just appreciate it. I, I've asked young women, what's the deal? They say, yeah, why do they scold us that we don't want more? Why not just appreciate what we do want? And say, well, have you heard about blue balls? See, that's a callback. That's a callback. That's back there. It's tough. It's tough to stop. In fact, it's our job not to stop. You know, in fact, I was saying the the deal is you're supposed to say, well, honey, I can wait as long as you. This is married sex. You know, well, sure. Your wife says to you, oh, you know, we haven't fucked in what? Three months. I'll bet you're getting kind of desperate. And you say, well, I wasn't going to mention it. But you better be ready. That's the contract. You better be ready right then. You know, I say, you better touch my penis because I don't feel anything hard there. Ooh, is that gross that I touched my penis? It doesn't, there's nothing there. Nothing's happening. Okay, see, touch your penis and you're through. Touch your penis and you're all over. You know, oh, I crossed the line. People there, I'm glad you couldn't see this. I am so ashamed. I am so ashamed. I am so ashamed. But the problem at my age, I'm not going to let the other people know. The problem at my age is I don't have enough of an erection both for the woman and for the condom. And the condom doesn't turn me on. See, so if she wants me to wear, but why would a woman my age want me to wear a condom? She's not going to get pregnant. It's very confusing. In fact, I went for a vasectomy and they laughed at me. They said, what's the chances you're going to be with a fertile woman? Nil. And besides that, you'd have to have an erection. Hey, look, I'm running out of time. And I don't mean because I'm old. I mean because she, she did the squidgy, all right? And I've learned at my age, I didn't even do my pedophile jokes. I didn't talk about the fucking hospital. Oh, oh, oh. But I've learned at my age, you can't always finish, but you can stop. Love you all. Thank you for playing with me. That 
that was Paul Sanford. And now's the time on Joke Workshop when you say things. Whatever you want, go up to a microphone and say things. I have I wrote some notes if no one has any things. I really appreciate the chance to do this. You have no idea how Does gold this is. Does anyone have any things? Joey has no things. Joey has things. Joey has things. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's the new joke workshop, but the whole catcalling thing, like, it never seemed like there was an attempt at a joke. It I was agree. all just like, is that, I have the same it was note. all just like, shouldn't I be able to do this? And it's just like, you know, it's got to be a joke. Yeah. I, I, I literally this, could not remember my catcalling joke. I have the same thing written down. It hmm. says, nice, uh, nice catcalling needs a real punchline. Specific examples, what are people saying when they catcall? Like, you kept talking about catcalling, but you didn't say, like, like I got catcalled the other day, and first he gave me lots of compliments, and I just tried to ignore him. And then he's like, I'm just trying to give you a compliment, and I walked away, and he said, nice ass. Okay, nice ass is catcalling. <laughs> but, like... I was just trying to give you a compliment is not catcalling. So you've got to like show both sides. You've got to be like, um, I had another guy when I was walking down in the tenderloin and he, and I was wearing a dress that day and I knew I looked pretty and he said, girl, you got a nice fit on. And I was like, thank you. And he said, can I get a sniff? And I was like, under my dress, you fucking weirdo. Why do you want to smell my boyfriend's cum? I'm just a sticky cum dumpster. See, now that's a joke. <laughs> that's how you, but you have to do the specific things. Like, so you've got to think of real catcalling or ways that you would really want to catcall women and Whoa. say the most disgusting things and then say, or I could say, you have nice shoes, ma'am, or something, you know, be like, yeah. your cunt smells like flowers. Oh, that's catcalling, I right? I have no idea what catcalling is. I've never seen it. I've never experienced okay. it. And that came out clear. But when she walked in the door and I said, oh, it's nice to, if to myself, it's super nice to have a pretty woman here. Okay, so that's not catcalling. That's being complimentary. Well, see, that's what I don't get. That's what that's my joke. No, no, no. If she walked in and you would have said, your cunt smells like roses, right. that would be catcalling. But see, that's... I or guess, if I you guess, if you I, said, nice titties, bitch, yeah. that would be catcalling. That's that's what I'm... Don't, I'm trying to say... It would never occur to me to do what you're calling catcalling, but I'm always trying to compliment women, so that's my clue. So if, if that is your premise, though, then there needs to be something there. Like, you need to bring it to a point. It was mostly just like an open forum, but I can't answer your questions. Oh, no, 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 this so, is... so I think if you start out with, like, what is catcalling and bring up that idea, you have to tell us what you think it is yeah. and then end the question. No, no, you're, you're, yeah. at, you're dead on and you should not joke about things you don't know anything about. No, you can. You just yeah. have to tell me what you think it is. Yes. And I'm, give me your perspective. Otherwise, you're just asking no, mine no. and then, but I, like, uh, it's, it's, a, it's not a discussion. I do think you know? that catcalling is, is one of the new things in comedy and comedians are going to be Talking about catcalling a lot. I think it's uh, fairly well trodden. Really? Yeah. See, I don't For, know shit. Well, no. Okay. So that's the thing is that you could go back to like catcalling, meow, or do like your Kanye type of joke. That like okay. I'm so clueless. I thought catcalling was. But I did a girl purring in my face I or didn't need whatever. To more time. I did actually ask this woman and she's drawing my blood I said now you're obviously a beautiful woman and you've dressed yourself up to look as nice as you can. So how do you feel about catcalling? And she says, well, I think if you say thank you, that's enough. Now that was my gentle joke. If I had... Who, who says thank you? That was also my question. 
She said to them, thank you. If you say, like, so if you said, nice tits, bitch, and I turned around and said, thank you, oh, I would never do that. I just ignore it. But she didn't tell me the content of the catcalling. I was interested in how she felt about it. And I'm trying to make my joke based on how does a woman feel about it when there's a cat. I'm I'm really... I also think that if you're going to say um, a woman, you should mean that singular woman. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Just, uh, making that more clear, because that'll make the through line of the joke. Like yeah. that sets it up for a joke. Right. And what what Pam said about nice dress, that's okay. I want to smell under it. That's not okay. See, that's that <laughs> seems like a pretty clear line to me, though. Well, I know, I know, no, but, but no, no, but that's no, but, the thing. That's Pam, okay. That's so this is where joke. it could get. But this is where you could get funny, Paul. Yeah, I could is get that, funny. This is hey, where she no, knows where this I could is get funny. Yeah. Isn't no, I'm okay. So. You come across as hella creepy. So if you're giving a woman a compliment, somehow they think it's catcalling. That's where the funny is, that you're creepy and weird and you don't know the difference between catcalling and not catcalling and they think you're catcalling when you're trying to give them a compliment. That's where the funny thing is because then you're self-deprecating. The thing about your thing is you never... The one I used to like when you're like, I'm so clueless and this and that, Bob. So it's got to be like that where yeah. I'm so clueless, but I'm still so creepy. Why am I clueless as to why I'm creepy? I tried to give a girl a compliment and she thought I was catcalling. Well, well, well I, can you know? give you, I can give you an actual joke. It's kind of old for me. And that is I'll say to a woman, you look really good tonight. I mean, look, your, ha- your hair is good. Your makeup is great. That's a beautiful dress on you. It fits you. And her boyfriend will say, hey, man, back off. And she'll say, shut up to him. You know? That's what? a joke. Yeah, that's a, that's a joke. Yeah, that's that's kind of my joke, you know, that I get away with things as an old man. But see, you don't. That's what you've got to do on this joke is that you don't get away with it. And everyone, even when you're trying to give a compliment, like that's what I got out of this whole thing you were talking about, catcalling, is like when the only, like when you try to give a compliment, people think it's catcalling. But what is catcalling? You don't even know what it is. Meow or whatever. Okay. I thought catcalling was a nice cunt and I'm just trying to say you smell okay or whatever, you know, like uh, yeah. that's got to be the crux of what makes it funny is that you're the butt of the joke. Do you understand? Like, it's a self-deprecating thing. It's, and it kind of has to be in order for the audience to read it. Because, I don't know, it, it might make you come across as more likable if you like, like, I don't know wait, if that's wait, part of the wait thing. Wait a minute, wait a minute, okay. I think the important thing in the joke is to bring people into my brain and make it safe for them to be there. Except it's not funny right now. But. Okay, I get it. I get it, Pam. I, and but I get and I get. But when I said the thing about, you know, I was, I got a couple of smiles, and that gave me a little signal of where I kind of was in the right direction. And I was really kind of floundering around. It's all right, but catcalling was that was like a minute, you know. And and okay, okay, I. I well, you did the same thing with pr- privilege. It's the same thing. It's like a TED talk that doesn't have punchlines. It's like, I'm espousing these ideas I have. And we're like, okay, you're espousing ideas. But right. unless you've got like the clever twist, then it's a TED talk and not like, you've got to somehow subvert what you're saying in order to make it funny. See like, what I'm talking about? About how it's set up, it's punch, it's premise, set up, and punchline. And I'm trying to short circuit that and not, not have to do a whole premise, a whole setup, and a whole punchline, and it's very hard to do. It's very, very hard to do. So you're catching me in where it's not working. If you, uh, the one thing you should keep is punchlines. If you're gonna take That's a great punchline. If you're gonna take something out of the three-act structure, like keep the last part of it. Like maybe go to two to three or one to three, but 
Keep three. Keep, yeah. Keep three. All right, everybody, put your hands together. Paul Sanford! Well, they sure fixed me up. Thank you very much. I'm going to go home and kill myself now. Bye-bye. You just have to write, Paul. What? It's not a big deal. You just have to... All of us write. We, I mean, I think we do. Like, do we write? I mean, I think of a premise. You had a lot of premises tonight, and now's the time when you go home and you write them out. I told you what you could do. Write down specific examples of catcalling, specific things that you can memorize and say, and it'll come out. You just have to actually, you actually have to write it, or you have to do tons of stage time and talk it out. But, like, the easiest way to do it is to be like, oh, okay, now I have the premise. Now I have to actually put the pen down to the paper. I mean, raise your hand if you actually write down stuff. Like, I, I do pretty much every day. Like, and if I have a prep, that's all. It's not a big deal. Don't go home and kill yourself. Just go home and write things down. Okay, yay, Paul Zanford, yay! All right. He told me he was coming out of the fucking hospital. I said, they have hospitals to teach you how to fuck? See, there's a joke. All right, you guys, put your hands together for your next comedian, Ian Kung. Sultry sounds bringing you up. Hey, everybody, how's everyone doing? Is this working? All right, awesome. Hey, so I spend um, I spend a fair amount of time at home because uh, I don't have a job anymore. So, but I like to read a lot of these like science articles online. I'm starting to get the feeling that scientists are kind of like morons like me, and lab coats are just wasting time in labs all day. Um, I'll tell you why, because I, I, I read this article the other day that said that uh, ping pong balls have the same nutrient density as a single McDonald's french fry. What? I'm thinking, what the fuck? Like, what do I do with this sort of information? Like, what scientists are just standing around going like, hey, you guys, you guys bet I could eat this? Like, like well, how, is that, how is that the research that's going, like, there's, there's fucking cancer and AIDS in the world, motherfuckers. Like, how come you're not working on that shit? That's like if Superman was standing next to a fucking, like, bus full of, like, second graders about to go over a cliff, and he's like, how do I fucking get this ball in a cup? That Mexican kid made it look so fucking easy. But, um, no, I don't know. I, uh, you know, I have this idea, though, that I think organic food is actually going to kill us all. Um, I'll tell you why, because I think... Or the, when they slap on those USDA organic approved, it gives us this false sense of security. I was just at home with my parents, and um, they're, they're all about this organic craze thing. They're like, they're crazy for it. And it's unfortunate because that, that means they think they have a free pass to just eat whatever the fuck they want now all of a sudden. Um, like I was just talking to my mom, and she was like, oh, man, I'm, I love eating all this organic food. I'm like, Mom, you can't just eat whatever fucking thing has an organic stamp on it. You can't just be eating these fucking raging Cajun potato skins all day. Um, I don't know. Like, what else do I want to talk about? I, oh, I, uh, I take the BART. I take the BART every day into the city because... Um, but the fucking thing is, I think it's starting to like slowly whittle away at me, and it's not anything to do with the BART or the homeless people or anything like that. It's just there's this fucking kid named Brian who fucking hangs out with me every single time we run into each other on the BART, and I think he actually looks for me. And the problem with this guy is I'm just familiar with enough with him that I have to talk with him for the entire 40 minutes of the ride. And the problem with this guy is he's one of those techies who can't tech. You know what I mean? He's like the big ideas kind of guy, and I constantly have to hear his idea. The newest one was something like, oh, Ian, I, it's not just like a website 
for dogs. We're, we're, we're revolutionizing the way pet owners find socks for their dogs. Think about it. Like four times the amount of socks. I mean, it's 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 absolutely it's amazing. Like it's gonna be the next big thing. I'm like fuck. And every day it's the same thing. And I actually got the pleasure of running into him, like coming into the city with him on Halloween. And it doesn't take a genius, but like, what do you think he was dressed as for Halloween? Dog socks! <laughs> no, he was dressed as Steve motherfucking Jobs. You know, so that gives you an, a little bit of an idea of what this guy's like. He's like, hey, look, fucking pretty great, right? Like, I got the turtleneck and the, and the glasses, and I'm just like, yeah, man, it's like really detail-oriented. How did you like get your, your head up your own asshole like that, that fucking far? fucking dick you work at a Ross you're not Steve Jobs get over yourself Jesus Christ and, and and I would stop right okay so the other day I actually got the pleasure of not having to ride the bar which is sweet um, except I was uh, my friend was taking me into the city and we were stuck behind this guy with um, this fucking this pickup truck with these uh, testicles on the back of it do you guys have you guys seen this yeah they're called truck nuts and I don't know, like, what's, what, is, what drives a person to have this on the back of their car? And how is it even allowed? How is this possibly allowed? He was, he just 30 minutes of this dangling in front of me. And you know what? As I got, like, more upset, I tried to put myself in, like, the headspace of this guy of what must have happened to him. Like, I think somebody must have called him a fag or something, and he just, like, went over to the shop and thought, like, oh, I ain't no queerosexual. Like, I'm going to show everybody. I'm going to put some truck nuts on my car and show everybody how straight I can be. I mean, that's probably what I, and I And I think that you should be able to put whatever you want in your car. And I, and I, and I, but I think that these the, the whole, like, all these groups, right, like these million moms, whatever, like, like fights against, inde against indecency, like I don't think they should be going after like gay people or anything. I think they should be going after these people with truck nuts because truck nuts are w like, way harder to explain to kids than fucking just two gay people kissing. They're trying to explain truck nuts is like, oh, yo, like the reason that that guy has like testicles dang on the back of his car is because he's confused with his sexuality and he's trying to like overcompensate for things and the thing that he's overcompensating for, that's really tough. Like they're trying to explain to your kid what gay people are doing. It's like, mommy, why are those two gay people kissing? Because dudes do that sometimes. Like that's how much easier that is. Anyways, that's all I really want to talk about. Thanks, you guys. Kung. Stay up there. You stay up there. And then people tell you things about dog socks is a very funny idea. I like dog socks. <laughs> Yo. Um, sorry, this is so weird. Uh, I'm just going to whisper into your ear. Uh, the stuff about Brian is really funny. I think everybody can obviously relate to it. It's the the line that I really liked was that you just know him enough that you have to talk to him for a really long time. I think there's a ton of stuff there. I think obviously it's the new joke workshop again, but like I think just clarifying some of it and like figuring out what the heart of that joke is will make that really good. I thought it was interesting. So we found out at the end. So he works at a Ross. He doesn't like work in tech. Right. Okay, so so he works at a Ross, but he's always talking about tech. He dressed as Steve Jobs. It, you could do something about him, you know, like something like what's worse than someone who works in tech is someone who doesn't but is just a fan. Oh, you know, like yeah. he wore a cool, tech cool. guy's uniform, basically, like dressing as Steve Jobs. He's always talking about it, but he doesn't really know what's going on. It's exactly like he's a football fan. You gotcha. Know? Something, something like that. Cool, thank you, thank you. Uh, oh, yeah, thanks, man. 
I see nothing over here. Well, I'm just going to talk to him anyways. Uh, you were real excited. You were going kind of like mile a minute and all that. Oh, yeah. And if you just take some breaths and just whatever and kind of like hit certain uh, parts of your of your paragraphs harder, you know, like, you know, like, again, you, you just barely know. You know him just enough to... You have to, whatever. Uh, just yeah. calm down a little bit. Uh, you just, it was just a mile a minute, and I'm kind of dumb, so I had to, like, wait, what? And, like, by the time I figured out what you are saying in the last sentence, you are under the next one, and just, like, you didn't, you didn't seem very com- comfortable up there or comfortable with your jokes. But you yeah. seemed comfortable with your jokes and, you, and, and all that. And uh, the act out, that didn't really get much with the truck nuts, with the dick in, was that a dick in his mouth? Uh, yeah, 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 I'll try it. Right, yeah. I got that. <laughs> then just sell it, man. Just start fucking do that, and then just fucking maybe, you know, work a little more. Yeah. Just really... <laughs> If you're gonna do an act out, like go all go all out with it and uh, really sell that. Cause I, I don't know. If, did everyone else catch the whole dick in the mouth? Mm-hmm. Okay, we're all we're all <laughs> smart here. It's too subtle for me. See, and uh, so yeah, just maybe just you know, rub rub the helmet a little bit or whatever, and sell and sell that. Cause that's a great joke too. Just cause it's it's uh, not saying it's easy, but it's just like yeah, these homophobes and fucking retards and rednecks are idiots. And yeah, well, probably gay. Yeah, Thank I, you. I always like to talk about form and to remind people of what they did well. You had a little story about the Bart and about the guy on the Bart. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. and it was a good story, and you maintained it as a storyline, and you created him as a character, and that's great. And you even were starting to put jokes into it, you know, and and that balance of story and jokes is is important. Yeah. Uh, and I think when you said he dressed as Steve Jobs. That's kind of more information about him and not a punchline, but it's good information and it does get a good picture, but you don't need to expect a laugh on that. It's just, it's just a natural thing to say about the guy. And the truck nuts thing, I think your point of view on the truck nuts thing is what was powerful. Like you say, look, look what this is to us, you see? And your point of view that you see it for what it is and you bring us there with you, that's what really makes it work. And if you, you know, and that's that that act, I I felt like it worked. You can make it better, but that's the that's the place that's the heartline of it that makes it work. Cool. Thank right. you. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Thanks. I really liked it. You had a lot of really good setups. Um, you swore a couple times within, and I think if you utilize your swear words more than using them. So really make them work for your joke and oh, use them selectively. I see. Then it'll oh, so I was over. Was I over swearing or? Uh, it was just more like, f- and you know, how some people swear instead of saying um. So it's just oh, kind it's of like filler a filler. While you're oh, gotcha, gotcha. So um, that just comes with yeah, joke workshop. Yeah. Once you work it out more, but um, I appreciate it. Thank you. That's if really you helpful. punch it, yeah. If you hit a swear word, like really punch it and gotcha, gotcha. Utilize it, yeah. Cool. Yeah, oh, I agree. I agree with her completely. Utilize the swear words more. Or just use them like less, and then it holds more weight. Because I felt that too. But that was that was a good set. A good job, dude. Cool. All right. Thanks, you guys. Yay! Put your hands together, Ian Kong. All right. Uh, I've changed the CD now. It's a CD someone else gave me called Watch Pot. So we're just gonna play some weird music from people we've never heard in the in-betweens and see if we like it or not. Uh, I know we're definitely gonna like our next comedian uh, coming up to the stage. Pay attention and clap your hands wildly. It's Connor Doherty. Hello. Thank you. Hello to the many listeners in the on the other ends of the tubes. Uh, so you guys know the the guys out in the street yelling about Armageddon. You know what I'm talking about? 
the the guys with the megaphones. I actually met a guy who told me that all power in the future will be determined by who has the loudest megaphone. It'll just be a matter of creating more noise in the street will be how you get power. But these guys, amen to that. Uh, But the, the guys yelling about Armageddon, I was walking past one of these guys outside the BART station, and, you know, he's yelling about, uh, the, the seas will turn to blood, the dead will rise again, and then he loses his train of thought. And, and it's like, if you really believe that the world is going to end in your lifetime, how are you forgetting the details? Like, it just kind of humanized him, right? Because it's easy to just kind of check out and say, like, oh, he's crazy, but, you know, where do you draw the line with yelling about religious stuff? But anyway... This guy, he's, he loses his train of thought, and it just, like, it made me think, what does this guy do on his day off? You know, how does he prioritize whether he's going to be talking about, you know, I got to go pick up my prescription, I got to do some laundry, I need to yell about eternal damnation for the gays. Like, how do you prioritize those things, you know, when you wake up in the morning? And, like, what if he just isn't feeling up to it? What if he can't go out there and preach hellfire into the megaphone does he get to call in sick like god is his boss uh people use religion to justify some crazy shit um yeah we were talking about it earlier there's a lot of uh islamophobia these days uh i mean it's dumb because people you know when people are using religion to justify stuff it's just assholes projecting their asshole worldview onto the religion you know, peop- there have been pr- plenty of Christians killing other Christians for being the wrong kind of Christian. So you can't really tie it to any particular religion. That said, I'm still waiting for the first attack by Quaker extremists. <laughs> I don't like. I don't even know what the reasoning would be. Like, oh, these people—they don't have a sufficiently personal relationship with God. They haven't found their inner light. I don't know. Yeah. Um, But speaking of Islamophobia, I actually got into an argument with my uncle a couple years ago. Believe it or not, I lost this argument to him. Uh, The argument was he was trying to convince me that Barack Obama is a Muslim. I actually lost that argument because as the conversation progressed, it turned out that by Muslim, he meant black. So (laughs) technically, he was right. Yeah. So it's just like... I feel like there's this this push, like we need to have conversations about race. You know, like Starbucks was saying this. You know, they they tried to turn it into a marketing thing. Race together, like Obama says this too. We need to have a national conversation about race. But I'm not sure that conversation is the right way to frame what we need, right? Because conversation implies that all parties are bringing something to the table. But my racist uncle is not bringing anything to the table. Like he doesn't need a conversation. He needs a stern talking to. Like. Oh, he sucks. Probably just, you can't convince him of anything. We probably just need to wait for him, wait for his time to pass. Um, Speaking of selling things with coffee, like that segue, step into my coffee marketing office over on this side, as far as the microphone stretches. Uh, It's funny, like I like coffee, uh, but I'm not a snob about it. It's just, you know, I'm addicted to it. I need it when I wake up in the morning. And so I think it's funny when, I, when you buy coffee in San Francisco, you can never just get like regular coffee. It's always, 
you know, fair trade single batch, or no, small batch single origin. And it's just like, you know, when I wake up in the morning, I would inject this stuff some mornings if I could. Like, you never hear about uh, single origin, small batch heroin, you know. I don't, like, <laughs> I, I don't care about that. So I bought this coffee that was labeled uh, was fair trade. And there, there's some copywriter. The copywriter said, no slavery, which uh, you're not going to step on my joke. You can squeeze it. Oh, oh, the uh, so it said no slavery, which is supposed to be you know something like, oh this brand is so great, but it just made it seem like they have really low standards for workers' rights, right? <laughs> you guys should hold yourself to better. Coffee, race, dumb uncles, yeah. I think that's a good place to end it. It's all, th that was my Thanksgiving set. It was all the things that are coming up at Thanksgiving. All right, hey, we, uh, we have comments. I, I wrote things down Connor, too. Connor, what's, what's really wonderful about your comedy is that you're so smart and you're so right on the button with your thoughts. And, and you. I, I suggest to you that you might get more energy and comfort if you are enjo enjoying thinking these things. I disagree with you. I well, actually wait, wait, wrote wait, down that I like uh, that he was okay, mellow, but, but, but I like that he was mellow, and you're telling him that no, you like that he wanted no, no. to have more energy. I'm just saying I thought your I, energy was perfect. I, I'm not saying that, Pam. Okay. okay. You just said that you wanted I'm him to have more there's energy. A concept, there's a concept in comedy called being in the moment, and so if you're in the moment having these ideas with us, it'll sharpen it up. Okay, you're, you're telling us that there's, I don't always have the sense that you're thinking it right now. And they are such good thoughts. They're so bright and right on the spot that if you can make it that you're right with us thinking this now, it'll give you, I'm not talking about being my kind of manic energy. Yeah. I'm talking about like really connecting with us. No, I understand what you're okay, saying. Okay, good. In terms Thank of you. like, you know, being more kind of like feels like it could fall off almost. And like you're just having this practice. thought. You're just, yeah. oh, this is just occurring to you right now. Yeah, so that makes sense. And, and, and that'll bring, that'll draw us into you more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the, the Muslim black joke is so funny. Uh, that's <laughs> just you. awesome. So there's, that's all I was going to say about that. But um, in terms of the guy on the street, there's like an opportunity for kind of like a juxtaposition joke where it's like, you know, like he's, so he forgets so it's like okay it's like you never see someone who's crazy and incompetent right or like he hates gays and his own social anxiety you know <laughs> or yeah. you know so, so, something like that um and then with quaker extremists mm -hmm. you were like yeah i don't know what they would do oatmeal embargo would yeah. be yeah. one one option it's pretty basic quaker shit <laughs> yeah 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 i like the idea of an oatmeal party dumping oatmeal into the water and then it expands. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, had, I thought your jokes were really well structured. Um, I thought, yeah, do you like study logic? Because those were, I don't know, it was just like really well set up. Uh, I used to. There you go. <laughs> Along with um, the, the joke about the extremist, um, I think the ending bit about God being his boss got like a chuckle and something just one extra line on the end of it would round it out 
So yeah. something about God being a micromanager or something, I don't, that's, you know, yeah, no, there's I, plenty of yeah, boss territory to go into. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I think and another one. All that, he knows how many hairs there are on your head. Like you can't hide anything from your, he knows, he knows you're not sick. He knows. Yeah. He knows you're not calling in sick. Yeah, you can't fake that. You can't fake it with God. Uh, yeah, and I also like the coffee setup, or the coffee joke. Um, I think, yeah, the, the, what got lost was that you need it so bad, which is what the heroin ties it into. Yeah. I didn't catch that at first, but I might have just missed it. But um, I also thought that was, that was a really good joke, too. So I, thought, I liked it a lot. Cool. Thank you. Uh, Quaker thing, they're, they're really quiet in church, so maybe they, I, you got the contemplation thing, but I don't know. I was trying to tag off with. Um, the, the oatmeal thing or the having yeah. extra things about the Quakers yeah. but they're a, a, a hunger strike but a, like a talking strike yeah they yeah, don't they like don't a, talk they sit in a room quietly and yeah. think about God or whatever so there's yeah, gotta be it's all about having like a very personal relationship with Jesus yeah uh, uh, so that's no, interesting it's oh. not Quakers are about being in touch with the Holy Spirit oh. but I, I worked a summer with Quakers on draft repeal uh. and you know was it worship with them so so the problem is, it's like catcalling. You know, I'm saying, oh, he, he doesn't know as much about Quakers. Yeah. You know, it's a good joke if you don't. But but Quakers, Quakers are actually very. They quake. They shake in the service because they're so overwhelmed with this being held by the Spirit. But okay. I know. So you know that's why they're called Quakers. But uh, but they're and they're a peace church. So it's a it's a great joke. But you're so smart. You got can't it. get away with being even a little bit not smart. You've All right, got to research it more. Yeah, you got to research it a little okay. more. And, yeah. and uh, if somebody what is, else who's a stupid shit slinger, that's okay. And but for you, you know, your right. uncle thing. You said he brings to the table, and you could tag that. What does my uncle bring to the table? Like intolerance and coffee or something, because that could yeah. help you bridge into the coffee joke. If he brings to the table yeah, intolerance and coffee, martini without much mixer. Right, right, and and he doesn't bring the coffee because uh, you know second Wi-Fi's down or whatever. Yeah. I don't know, but um, I wanted to know what he would actually physically bring to the table. Like yeah. there's more to go on that yeah. joke. That's all. Cool. Everything else, I have many smiley faces next to things, so that's good. Cool. Thank you. Yay! Everybody clap, Connor Doherty. Yay! Take off my mask. So it's the the music today is so weird, you guys. I've just people have been sending me things in the mail, and I apologize for whatever's happening right now in the interim because it doesn't really fit the mood. Uh, you guys are listening to the Joke Workshop here on MutinyRadio.fm. I'm your host Pam Benjamin. We're uh, coming up with more comedians. Your next comedian, he was just at Cobb's last Wednesday. Who knows where he'll be next? Uh, somewhere awesome. Put your hands together. It's Joey Avery. Who knows where I'll be next? I love that. It makes my life sound fucking exhilarating. Um, dude, I love that. It, it, I love the the angry guys who scream fire and brimstone about gay people that he was just talking about. It's so fascinating to me. And every time people look at them, they're always like, oh, I bet that guy's secretly gay. Oh, and that's supposed to be this dark thing. It's a dark thing if you're secretly gay and yelling about gay people. No one ever talks about how sexually fulfilling that would be. Like, do you know how you think that guy ever gets bored? You think he ever doesn't come? No fucking way. He spends all day like, gay people are the worst. Now I'm going to fuck one of them. Like, that has to feel great. Probably <laughs> not going to do that joke too many times. But it is, a, it is a good thought. It's true, though. I mean, it would be, it would be fucking exhilarating. I mean, that's, that's what it's all about. Um, 
I do. I mean, it's been a pretty depressing time to watch the news, I feel like. Um, and I always get lost in that. I'm like, oh, shit's falling apart. But then you really think about it. You're like, it actually is the best time to be alive statistically. So I try and look at the silver lining or whatever. Or at, le- at the very least, we've gotten rid of a lot of bullshit. Like, there's a lot of conventions that we used to have that we don't have to deal with anymore that suck. Like, one of them, like, saving yourself for marriage. That is the dumbest idea in the world. That's like going grocery shopping when you're hungry if that's the food you get for the rest of your fucking life. All right? That's what it is. You're just going to get stuff that's not very good for you because you want it in your mouth right now. You know? And then you're just going to end up fat and unhappy, and it's going to sit in the corner untouched. All right? And that's that's true. That's how the shit works. Um, <laughs> it really, like... I mean, I just feel so bad for the people who adhered to that and then had sex and then had the worst post-nut syndrome ever. Uh, I don't know if people are aware of this, but post-nut syndrome is something that happens to guys where you find out immediately after you've had sex with someone if you were or were not supposed to do that. It happens completely immediately. It's like once the cum leaves your body, regret moves right in and then grows into a blossoming tree of hatred. Um... I don't know when it happens for women. I assume it's about halfway through. Uh, so <laughs> probably a little bit before. It sounds a lot worse. Um, that's it. That's an even worse deal for women because could you imagine picking one penis for the rest of your life but not knowing what it looked like yet? Oh, my God. That sounds horrifying. Like, you don't know if you're going to be popping a squat on some Coors Light can every night for the rest of your fucking life. Okay, you don't want to play this weird game of vaginal roulette. That sounds like a fucking disaster. Jesus. Um, so I feel bad for you guys. Uh, some people want to say, like, oh, yeah, penis size is important. Fuck it. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be, you know? Like, I don't know. <laughs> There's going to be... <laughs> you know? Because, like, yeah. It's like, uh, you know... <laughs> Poop size is important. I don't know. I don't. I don't put anything in me if I don't know how big it is. Uh, that's that was ridiculous. No, here's why I know it's important. Actually, this is why. Ready for this zinger? Uh, no, it's important because otherwise there wouldn't be all these like predictive genital forecasting games that people play. Like, oh, what kind of fucking car does he drive? If he drives a truck, you know he has a small dick. And, like, guys who wear pink are super confident, so you know they're confident in the size of their dick. And it's like, that may be true, but I've seen a lot of dudes driving raised pickups wearing black T-shirts getting roadhead from attractive girls. I've never seen that happen to a guy driving a pink Fiat. You know, I don't, I don't think that's really how it works. Um, <laughs> I drive a scooter, but what, uh, what else was it? No, no. Oh yeah, wait for it, ladies. Sorry, I'm not super prepared tonight. Um, <laughs> I mean, all, all that stuff. Like, it's clearly, it's clearly not true. But I still think it's probably helpful. You know, and I think men should probably do it too, you know? It's like if you see a girl driving a skinny car, you know, you roll down the window, you yell at her. You say, get out, get out of my way, wide vagina. You know, that's not what I want. What, like, stay away from a girl. If a girl's riding a bike, oh, my God, she's probably sucking that seat in like a mouthpiece, okay? That's how you know. <laughs> so I want a girl who drives a fucking 
747, all right? That's what I want, a pilot. I want a pilot with really dry skin. I want a pilot with eczema so that I know he's got a tight, wet vagina. <laughs> 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 that's how you know you got a keeper right there. Um, yeah, that is indeed the end of that joke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I it has been fascinating watching all this stuff kind of happen on the world's <laughs> how am I gonna go into politics right now <laughs> stay tuned um, it has been interesting watching like Germany react to everything because Germany's foreign policy has basically just become a sober person who's like halfway through the 12-step program you know they're like look we can't really use our military right now we need to not be so nationalistic. We kind of have a problem with that. We really enjoy efficiency so much, a little more than human life, actually. Um, <laughs> so we can't do that anymore. We're trying to apologize. <laughs> Meanwhile, America's like, I'm fucking winning, bro. I can do whatever I want. Um, thank you. Yeah, that's not a joke. Uh, you know, yeah, I don't have anything else. Thank you, guys. Joey Avery. All right. I was so excited that you went for the accent. Yeah, and then I bailed. But then all I thought about was the accent. Uh, but it was it was good though. I think if you committed. Yeah. It would work. I know that's like a ballsy move to do right in the middle. But I think if you went for it, it would it would work. It was I, working. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think it was a little bold. Like that was one that I was like, oh, I can throw something else in. So I was like, oh, I'll try this. I haven't thought about it yet, which is probably I just learned for everyone in the room. If you're gonna do an accent, you should probably like think about it a little more beforehand. <laughs> but I think if you picked a person, like if you were like, oh, I'm Merkel right now, like right. like Merkel is saying, then it would it would set it up better. Yeah, it would but it would it would land. On the other hand, a German accent is always an insult, and if you do it badly, it's just as big. I mean, you're doing a bad German. We're all have heard so many German accents right. that it kind of roll up. Yeah, he's doing. I'm sorry, I didn't mean. To, oh, no, yeah. no, I think she no, was I mean, done. What What could I, help you would be a couple I German words. Like if you doing the accent and your accent sucks, that's fine. But throw in a nine or a right. Schliegen or a Lieben or a, really you know, like a whatever German Scheiser. Right. Yeah, some Kaiser. Right. Kaiser Scheiser. Or, or you know, I could also words. probably like write a joke into that as well. <laughs> Yeah. I think there's something with the premise, though. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. definitely. All of the stuff you did on saving yourself from marriage and all—it's just brilliant. It's just great. Oh, okay. Thank you. The problem I have with it is, a, I know nothing about sex anymore. Right. But, but, but B, um, I'm thinking about the double standard because I don't think it's the—I think it's the woman saving herself for marriage. And we have somebody in this room who saved herself for marriage and then she thought, oh wow, this husband of mine has a huge dick because she didn't know any comparison and that saving your, the woman saving herself for marriage is double standard, it's male insecurity, He's not. He's gonna fuck other people. That's a given because he's a guy. But at but a time, she's, wasn't she's it? She stuck with it. No, I'm just. Both? I'm giving you my right, my right. riff off right, it. Right, that right. there's another aspect to it that if I wanted you know, to do that, all the stuff right. you say. If you say, well, the woman is stuck. She's stuck with this guy because she has to be. But by the double standard, if he doesn't like her, he can get a mistress. Right. No problem. See? Right. But that's that's my bounce off you. What if right. He's ugly? 
What? Also true. But I'm just trying to bounce off that. that that's right. an, another, you know, another place. That's where I went listening to you. So, right. Joey, uh, what I finally figured out why I like your jokes so much, it's because you're really great at drawing out unusual metaphors. And I finally figured it out. You're really great with simile and metaphor. It's like every joke that works. You've got, like, the vagina four-year joke you right, have about right. the vagina. It's kind of like being in college or whatever. You, you right. have these metaphor similes that they, you then draw out to sort of the strange conclusion, and it works, like, every time. So this one I felt the same way with the shopping while hungry. Hilarious. Like, why would you eat? Why would you buy corn nuts? You know, like what? Right. I wouldn't mind a list of the disgusting things you had in your basket that you had to eat for the rest of your life. Right. You know, because so, corn nuts are gross and some dude's feet smell like that after. What I'm saying, it was so fabulous and so persuasive that you got me thinking, well, yeah, since this is a bunch of bullshit, why is it? You know, why do we have it? And I think right. it's, you know, it's keeping the woman's sexuality in line. So the man can control. It's poli oh, my political sure. part of it. See, and 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 then of course one of the other things is sex is so powerful. If you've only had sex with that one person, then you're connected to that one person, and you don't know it's bad sex. Right. Because even bad sex is pretty good. Right. So yeah. if you only had sex with that one person, you get bonded to that one person. Right. And you know, and I. Okay, but but if I'm the priest. Talking to the couple beforehand, well, the reason to wait is because sex is the holy conjunction of God, and you will come together, and you you will have orgasms, and that will be God's spirit telling, you know. Right, all true. But it's my shit off right. what you say. Word. All Thank right. You guys. Tommy McGuire, yay! Let's say it's called your Tommy McGuire. Joey Avery, yay! Sorry about that. I was I was looking at the list and I was reading Tommy McGuire and I was looking at Joey Avery and it was confusing. Uh, hey everybody, we have our only girl of the evening, uh, lady woman. Um, I did I don't know how to comic who has a vagina. Uh, put your hands together, everybody. It's Tess Berry. where I get applauded for having a vagina. <laughs> and it happens every time. We'll get to that later. Um, so I'm, uh, I just had my review at work. Uh, it went fine. It's okay. One review comment I got back was my delivery of uh, commentary on people's work can be a bit harsh. We don't have to get into that. Uh, just because the Russian guy at work is a sissy doesn't mean my, my comments are harsh. Um, <laughs> But uh, I also got that I'm bad at uh, hitting my deadlines. I am bad at hitting my deadlines, mostly because I don't want to do it. But I'm also super lazy. Like, I come up with a lot of excuses for not to do work. So I've decided to become my own loan shark in order to get myself to hit deadlines. I've been watching a lot of Sopranos lately, like hitting the vig, you know? And um, so I decided to come up with some things to get me motivated. So I was like, you know what? If you don't get that PowerPoint done on budgets, by Thursday, then I'm gonna cut your fingers off. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Or if you, right, Sopranos made this really, really pictorial. If you don't, uh, you know, get that, that email out by two o'clock, I'm gonna break your legs. Turns out, I'm a really bad loan shark. I do not deliver on my threats. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't work out. But my boss is super sexist, you guys. He's super sexist. He says sexist things to me that uh, support the patriarchy. Like he says, hey, Tess, keep it up. 
We all know that has to do with boners. I really think that uh, penises are more, like things are, everyone talks about how things are phallus. You know, uh, buildings are phallus, things are phallus. I think it's just because penises are easier to draw. Like, <laughs> vaginas are really difficult to draw. Penises are just much easier. That's why we talk about them more. It's just a thought you guys can think about later. Uh, so here's another thought. Uh, I hear that negging is a thing. Negging, so what negging is, is when a man tr is trying to hit on a woman and he says something to her that's nice but not really nice. It's like a backhanded compliment in order to lower her self-esteem and get her to like want his attention. So I'll say stuff like, nice sweater, did you shrink it in the wash? I honestly find that negging just makes no sense. But I don't know if I've ever been negged. I probably neg people. I'm pretty negative. And again, my commentary is harsh. Uh, but I have noticed that my roommate has started negging our cat. So I'll say stuff to the cat like, yeah, I guess that's cute, but dogs are cuter. <laughs> and I just feel bad for her self-esteem. Uh, I've noticed lately I've gotten back into the dating game because it is a game, you guys. It's a racket. I've gotten back into it, and I've noticed, uh, I've come to a new conclusion that men and women, dating is kind of like school. It's kind of like grading. And men and women tend to date, uh, to grade people differently on their dates. So men are like the teachers, the professor you have, where everyone comes in with 100%. You have come in with 100 points, 100% score. And then as you turn stuff in, you start losing points when you make mistakes. You start answering questions, you lose points, you make mistakes, your grade goes down. Women, on the other hand, dudes come in at a zero. You come in at a zero, and you start proving that you're a good student. You start making the grade, and you start to build points. You start to prove yourself. But getting good grades is hard. You know, getting good grades is hard. Uh, that's why I cheat. <laughs> There's that one for you. Uh, but this is, this is my comment. This is my commentary on uh, some of the stuff we've been discussing and some of the stuff I've noticed uh, that I tend to do too. I'm a hypocrite. I know I talk to people like, men should date like this, and I'm someone who accidentally was trying to drunk text their Lyft driver some sexy stuff and accidentally drunk texted my wax therapist person. So, hey, I make mistakes too. But I noticed that men talk about women and right there is a hypocritical statement because when men, certain men talk about women, they say like, hey, you know, women do this. Women hurt my feelings when they don't reply when I try to compliment them. They just like, they just hurt my feelings and they're, women are out to take me down. When you say women, you don't, not you personally, you don't mean all women. You mean women you're attracted to. Mm. And just because a woman isn't attracted to you doesn't mean that's all women, not hashtag not all women. <laughs> and when women say men, ten, men do this, they don't usually mean it's hashtag not all men. It's just that on average a lot of men have done this to them and it's usually not the men that they're attracted to. Uh, that's just something that I've noticed and that was my comments. You know, some woman who says catcalling, you know, as long as you say thank you, Honestly, I'm not dressed for anyone else. I would rather not have any commentary, but I am at the joke workshop, so all comments on my jokes are welcome. Uh, here's another thought. 
I don't know, this one's just a story that I haven't shared yet. I went to one of those open, that Ignite the Mic a couple weeks ago, one of those Thursdays, and um, this guy who lives at a convent commune uh-huh. that's around town that I think uh, is, yeah, I don't know who it was. Okay. I don't know. I I, yeah, they're cool people. But he was telling me about how it, the building used to be a convent, yeah. right? And how the first night that they moved in, uh, he witnessed a threesome in the like foyer area. And I asked if there were any ghost nuns hanging around. And he said that, yes, the people in the orgy had like whips on their wrists afterwards. And I ruined the punchline because I was supposed to say ghost nun last. But you guys got it early, so there we go. All right, I'm done. Okay, in the twinkling of an eye, how long is that? Yay, Tess Berry, ghost nuns. Ghost nuns. Clap, 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 clap. Ghost this nuns. This is good stuff. This is really good stuff. Uh, 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 just two things that you did were really good. The thing I cheat. Yeah. Fabulous. You do have a chance for another joke after that of an example of how you cheat. Oh, uh, okay. I mean, because when you have a strong joke, that's always a chance to tell another strong joke. You've already broken open the premise and you know, you've already given, the, you're already set up. You, it's just, for example, I, you know? Mm-hmm. But that's, that's not a criticism. That's like, more like a missed opportunity, you know? And, but there's another thing when you, say, when you said, all women who want you, or something like that. Do you have a chance there to really put the guy down, you know, all women who want you, as if there would be any? Yeah, I don't want to. But I know, yeah, I, I know. That's not what you do. That's, I'm just. Yeah. That's just my diseased mind right there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then the but the other thing is technical. When you talked about being the loan shark. Yep. And then you talked about cutting off the fingers. Yeah. Okay. Structurally, if you gave a milder one before that. Yeah. Okay, you knew that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll I'll I'll, I'll break your favorite teddy bear. Then I'll <laughs> cut off your fingers. Then yeah. Okay. Then 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 you bring us into it. I was a little bit. Ugh! Right. Okay. Yeah. I um I thought the the patriarchy one where the joke was keep it up, that was a great example. I yeah. think because the setup takes a little while, mm-hmm. you and because it's such a well set up joke, I think you could pepper in a few more there and yeah. just play with that and I think like timing wise that would be good. Yeah. I think again, this is vague, I don't have a specific suggestion, but I think that the grading system thing about dates is so amazing. I think it's such a like brilliant realization that I would see how much bigger you can make that bit just in general because I think that's gold and I think everyone knows that's true. Awesome, thank you. And it's true. Yeah. We all know it's true. Yeah. That's that's what's really wonderful. Later, Joey. Bye, Joey. Bye, Joey. Uh, Suzuki, you were um, up to a microphone for a second. Right? It's okay. okay. I oh, miss no, him too. I miss him already. Um, the negging. This one isn't a burp. Huh? This one isn't a burp. No, it's not. That was really okay. cute though. Uh, the negging. Um, you can. You need to cut the explanation just to go far as like, um, to explain negging. It's basically just. 2015's way of saying uh, a backhanded compliment, just like a homo, uh, no, homosexual. I'm sorry. Uh, Heterosexual is a cis male. Whatever, we have to up- update our vocabulary. We can make a tiny joke in there about our new vocabulary in 2015, SPC, et cetera. Just get from, uh, I just learned about negging, and then you kind of, you spend like a 30 seconds or however long, like just kind of going into it. If you can get like a good two, three sentence, little bang, bang, bang about how that, and use it as how it's the new vocabulary, whatever, that'd be great. Um, that, that can only help you. And then, shit, 
I forget everything else. But good shit. Um, there's a couple new ones in there that, that were they're solid. Good job. Yes. The um, just a small commentary on the double standard standards between men and women, how they talk about each other. Yeah. And you said they both. It felt like the punchline was we'd all give the ones we'd fuck a pass. Right. That's a good point because I've been looking for the punchline and I was mm-hmm. trying to fish it out. That's a really, that's a really good point. It's only sexual harassment if the guy is ugly. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what else is in there though. Yeah. But I, I think there's something to do with Joey's comment earlier about how girls figure it out halfway through, like while he he's still inside her. Right. Right. Like you're not yeah. you're not really sure if you're all that attracted to him, quite yet. I think maybe that's a good way to go. From a guy's point of view, sometimes I feel like a woman is shopping. I think that got turned off. Oh, okay, There's okay. an on-off okay. switch on I, it. I, I, There's I, I, an on-off so, switch on so it. So she'll say, how much do you weigh? And I say, 250 pounds. You'll say, okay, how tall are you? And it's just like she gets a calculator out, uh, you know? So she's evaluating me, and I get points for what my height-weight ratio is. And the guy is thinking, is she hot? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah. I, 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 this this kind of shopping angle, like I'm gonna add up the points on you. How much do you make? What car do you drive? You know, are you in debt? And I do. I mean, women, especially OK Cupid women my age. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely uh, the premise. Yeah, but that's a wonderful premise. You got it nailed. Sweet. Yeah. Sounds good. Hooray, Test Barry! Yay! I asked the astronauts and I could just see Houston, Houston. Test Barry here on MutinyRadio.fm. It's a joke workshop here every Monday from 6 to 8. Your next comedian, uh, really funny guy. He had a, had a good set last Friday at Fantastic's Comedy Clubhouse. Actually, he won it off of the happy hour open mic and he didn't even perform. You're so popular that everybody voted for you instead of the people that actually did sense. Put your hands together, everyone. It's Tommy McGuire. You guys just do me a favor real quick and stand outside. That'd be real nice. Um, yeah, it was really weird. Everyone voted for me even though they hadn't heard me and most of them have heard me and yet they still clapped. Either they just wanted to see me eat shit or maybe they like me. Yeah, yeah but what about my jokes? Um, speaking of which, I grew up in like a, a pretty violent area. <clears throat> um, like beat up a lot and, and usually due to the color of my skin, um, which I just like chalked up as like jealousy. Yeah. Um, but uh, as that aside, like being beat up your whole life, I I, st- I still really like fighting. I really do. I think it's it's a beautiful thing um, when it's righteous, when it's for the right reasons. You know, I've I've seen uh, men put their hand, hands on women, and I've stepped in uh, racial stuff, homophobia stuff, just anything that's righteous, any reason to actually someone really needs to get punched. Um, I'm I'm really cool with that, and. Um, sometimes after like a r- rough week, especially out here in San Francisco, there's not a lot of fighting. You guys are pretty fucking chillaxed, bro. Um, after I like, have a rough week, I'll just leave my, my bike unattended or like my, w- my computer in the public or something like that. Just on some, I wish a motherfucker would. And that's literally just my righteous reason for wanting to punch someone in the face. But, um, and it's not that I'm like that tough. Like I, I... I only want to punch someone in the face that's like in my weight class. You know what I mean? And like for the record, I weigh 85 pounds. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much what I'm trying to do is beat up like eighth graders. Um, yeah. I got some sage advice 
last week, and it was, um, don't dress like the job you have. Dress like the peoples whose culture you admire and wish weren't the victims of an oppressive systemic racist society perpetuated by the prison industrial complex and record executives have turned the music industry into something closer resembling the cotton industry of the 1800s. So I've been living by that for the last couple weeks. Um, I saw a post on a post on Facebook. You guys don't have Facebook yet. You will. It's cool. Um, I switched over from Bing. Or wait, what was the fucking Google Plus? But anyways, moving on. Uh, there was a, a a a Facebook post by a very smart girl. A, a smart person. It didn't have to be a girl. Uh, a very smart girl, and uh, she was. <laughs> I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is she's not a person. <laughs> As, uh, no, she, but she was saying how, she was talking about Trump's fucking Islamic uh, locator app that he wants to make or whatever it is. Or he wants them to be all, uh, uh, you know, watched. And, and how similar it is to Hitler's plan of the Jews and all that. But she, and I'm, I'm so on board, I'm so on board with her post until the end when she's just like, well, things didn't work out so well for you, now did it? Mr. Hitler. Dude, shit worked out for him pretty well for a real, real long time. Like, until the very, very end. And I said that, and I got in a lot of trouble because she's Jewish-Russian, and, yeah, things don't, st when you drink, don't post on Facebook. I'm trying to be funny and, and, and sounding like you have Hitler's side, you know? Or being an admirer. If you don't admire Hitler, I don't know. <laughs> why are you why are you holding a mic? Like I get chuckles, man. He got yeah. Like I mean, that's fucking. You know, that's, I would like Kevin Hart is like only a couple steps under. <laughs> Tell him about controlling a populace, man, and like getting reactions out of people and being liked. We just want to be liked, right? That's all Hitler wanted was a fucking hug. <laughs> um. Yeah. Here we go. And uh, and lastly, guys. Uh, as some of you well, you all know because I've done this joke before, but. And I can't believe I didn't get this punchline until now. Um, I am of mixed race. I'm biracial, um, but not like the cool kind, you know? I'm not like black Hispanic or black Asian or Hispanic Asian, anything like that. I'm, uh, I'm actually half Irish, half Syrian. And I've been trying to prove that to you guys for the last year and a half by getting wildly drunk and bombing all over the city. <laughs> yeah. That joke wrote itself, and I can't believe I didn't think of that shit joke earlier. Thank you. Yay! Go for no. Yay! Tommy McGuire, Tommy McGuire. All right, we got e. comments. Thank God is Paul's gone, right? Yeah. So we don't have to hear about him anymore. Jesus Christ, bring it back to yourself enough, right? Uh, Tommy McGuire. You gotta Joseph, make we got our personal. Yeah. Tommy, let me talk about myself for a second here. <laughs> Tommy, uh, the joke... Where you, when you tell us your weight, 85 pounds, yeah. and you kind of trailed off and said, so I kind of want to beat up kids. Just be like, so what I'm saying is I want to beat up kids. You don't yeah. have to do that, but if you just delivered it like that. Well, I, I, I wrote up until the 85 pound part, okay. and then I got a little laughter, I guess, and I was just like, kind of, I tried to make a tag on the fly or whatever, mm -hmm. um, which it was whatever, but yeah. I have a note on that because you can do a tag. I liked how you were like, so I'm going to beat up eighth graders because then you can really punch 
because teenage I need them brilliant. lunch money or because yeah. Yeah. They're, I, yeah. I really like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle and gummy their mom, their mom worms or whatever. Do, yeah, so. because their mom will just buy them. Exactly. Yeah. So like the whispering of the eighth graders I thought was funny as long as you follow it up with a good t- yeah, uh, yeah a good something that. Yeah. yeah I really like that because their their mom can always buy him another iPhone that's yeah. very funny oh um I thought you hit all those punchlines I thought it was a really good set Indeed. thank you um uh the first joke I think there's a little bit extra room to go and I know that you get into the territory like the joke that you made about the uh, the advice you got about how to dress yeah. Awesome, really great, and I loved how it trailed off. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if maybe having it in the same set would tip it off too much, but I think there's room where you got beat up because people were jealous of you, but you dress like you're jealous of them. Yeah, yeah that's really good. So yeah, there's, think, there's somewhere there. Okay. So that's a, that's a bigger joke yeah. to build on. Um, or that, maybe that's why I dress this way because I'm, I'm just trying to like. Because like, you're jealous of them. Un- yeah, I'm trying to be under the radar and so I don't get beat up. If I, oh if no! I, oh. J- uh, yeah, but yeah. That there's you admire that you admire black culture. Yeah. Because yeah. you're a Something thief. Because like yeah. you're an oppressive thief. That's no. why. <laughs> right, yeah. Trying. Trying. Hopeful. Um, oppressive appropriation. I also liked how you called the Holocaust, like you um, you said, Hitler and all that. Yeah. <laughs> you wrapped up the Holocaust <laughs> and into the, the phrase, Whatever he did. And all that. He yeah. was a, he was a basketball really player, right? Uh, yeah. Bouncing off of that, I also loved, and you can work on that, the comparison between Kevin Hart and Hitler. Like you can yeah, just kind of touch that again. A running tag, in but he's head. so big. Like you, you think he has that power. Well, there's something there, people. and I want to. I kind of like. I like the idea of playing with being impressed or being like impressed with Hitler because it's fucking impressive. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. That's man. a fact. I'm not he saying pulled that mustache he, off. And I want right. to be a Hitler, just not relation or religion-wise. I want to kill. I have a final solution. <laughs> I want to kill. We need a lot of people to die for us to live. He was really good at population and, like, control. Awful people, you gotta like, give you know, him that. Trump supporters yeah. and just all that shit. Juggalos. Need to die. I'm yeah. sorry. They don't need to be confirmed. Yeah. Or, or reformed or any of that bullshit. I'm going off on a little tangent. I want to let people die. Sorry. Oh. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, even, I think um, taking that joke, um, if you, I mean, you can definitely go into the population control territory, but yeah. also just, hit, okay. I wish I had Hitler's commitment to anything. Like, I <laughs> wish I had Hitler's commitment to getting my laundry done on time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he yeah. was just committed. Yeah, he had a lot of follow through. I, I respect follow through, but it also requires delusion. Yeah. The, well, I got plenty of that. And then, <laughs> you're, I think it was a mistake, but when you said smart girl, I mean person, oh, she yeah. doesn't have to be a girl. And then you said, it doesn't have to be, then you went back to saying, and called her a girl again. Yeah. <laughs> If you, can deliver it, accident, yeah. if you can deliver it that way that every time, yeah, that same like sense of accident, that'd be Accidentally a great... funny is why I, got, I started doing this, and now when I'm trying to be purposely funny, it's fucking super hard. Uh, you, uh, you said in the beginning when you were talking about how you're white, you used the word, you said the term chalked up, and that made me laugh really hard because you were talking about being white, but I just picked it up because I recognized it, but I don't know if you yeah. meant it, but being chalked up to being white. I mean, it's funny because it's chalk. And then you could really behoove you if you memorize that line with the word cotton in it, that whole thing. Because I saw you read it off your iPhone and it was hysterical and it totally worked for your joke. But if you memorize it and then you fucking sell it like you're Hitler and do like, and like start with the hand motions, it'll trail you into that Hitler thing. That I need to memorize perfectly. You could do it. I've done it twice. 
off mic and uh, then I just sound like a fucking idiot. You can do it. I'm, you got to uh, just memorize it. it just commit it to memory. Like, that's why I was reading today because one, it's a, it's a workshop yeah, and two, like, it's, funny. it's three of you who know me. Uh, so You got to turn it. There's an on off switch. Paul turned it off. I think. There you go. Now I you think go. you might want to turn it, uh, cut that part, cut it down because uh, oh, where no, you no. read the definition because oh, yeah, yeah. as soon as you said systematically, I got the joke. So I said you said systematically, and then like shortly after that, you should probably cut it off because I that's, got the joke, yeah. and then you kept going. That's that's what it was, and then I ch literally just wrote the cotton fields uh, or the record labels running things like a cotton field 1800s, and I was I got like a big laughter, and so I just kind of went into a rant about it instead of like I wasn't even acting like I'm Sam. joking. I'm just fucking mad about it or just whatever. Okay, uh, and like being laughed at. Like taking it from being laughed with to laughed at. That might, yeah, that might have just been, yeah. might have just been me. So no, I'm gonna, take know, it with a grain of salt. <laughs> whatever it is, you're wrong. No, no, um, no I, I just, I'm gonna work on that, and I'm gonna like try to, yeah, I'm gonna, Would you have to shut even that, I have to cut fat off of that, and just make it, and boom, so yeah, awesome. <laughs> and booms, comedy success, guys. That easy. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yay! Tommy McGraw, Tommy McGraw, yeah. All right, guys. Uh, next up, you guys know him and love him. It's Sanj. Jesus. Uh, so my niece asked me what white privilege is. And, yep. And I uh, think that I found a good way to describe it to her. I'm like, have you ever seen an amazingly handsome black man holding hands with an average white woman? That's white privilege. You know? That's basically... Because that's how it always is in interracial relationships, isn't it? Like, name me one relationship in which the white person isn't the less... The interracial relationship in which the white person isn't, like, the less good-looking one, you know? Like, fucking, like, those, like, hella nerdy white guys with those, like, really hot Asian girls. You know, the white guy just, like, walking around with them, like... I don't know what... I don't even know how this happened. And the Asian girl's like, I'm dating a white guy. Uh... All right. I don't know how you guys are going to take that. I don't know if all audiences are going to be on board with that, but I love you guys. Uh, let's see. I don't gamble, but I do order Chinese food, and that's a fucking gamble. I Look, I don't know whether I'm getting the Kung Pao chicken I ordered or something that might not even be legal in the country, you know? Like, I don't fucking... Like, I got a, I ordered, like, a hot pot. You guys know what this is? It's like a hot pot soup. I was like, oh, my God, this is so... smells so good. Like, I took it out of the bag. You know, it was spilt everywhere, and I was like, fuck, I was so mad, but I was like, this smells so good, so I'm going to be, this is going to be good. I opened it up, I reached my hand in, and I literally pull out, like, a hairy leg of lamb, like, with the hair still on it. Like, I'm not a chef, all right? I'm not a chef. I'm not Gordon Ramsay, but I know that you don't just cut off a, all right. This is going nowhere, but I have to try. All right, guys. Uh, the guy I ordered from the Chinese restaurant has a speech impediment, and I'm not saying that to be xenophobic. Or racist. I'm not saying that he has an accent that sounds like a speech impediment. I'm saying that I'm saying that he has a very thick accent and separately from that a speech impediment. Okay? So like nobody understands what the fuck he's saying, you know? Like even his coworkers are like, huh? Like to be fair, they're all Mexicans, but you know. Okay. My niece asked me another question, uh, which I should have put at the beginning of this set with my other niece question. But I forgot, so <laughs> it is what it is. She asked me what's she asked me about sexual harassment and she's four years old. So she's like saying, What's sexual harassment? And I'm like, look, in ten years, you're gonna start being sexually harassed, all right? And 
I mean, I'll try to control myself, but I no problem. No. Pro <laughs> Oh my God, I'm so funny, holy shit. Well, all right, all right, uh, let's see, what else, what else? Native Americans, I'm East Indian heritage, and so whenever I see someone Native American, I'm like, what's up, dude? They thought you were me, you know? And he just looks at me like, dude, I might not be sober right now, but I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about, all right? And I was thinking about, uh, I don't know whether all Native Americans are alcoholics, but for the sake of this joke, I think we're going to have to, I don't know, maybe they're alcoholics, maybe they're not, but let's just say they are, okay? So let's, uh, <laughs> I was thinking, like, if you drink enough alcohol, like, and you sweat, and, like, you cry, like, does that have alcohol, like, does the trail of tears smell like Bud Light, or, that was so fucked up, well, it is what it is. Oh, Helen Keller. I heard, a, I heard a quote by Helen Keller recently, and she said, the most beautiful things in life cannot be seen or heard, but must be felt with the heart. How the fuck would she know? You know what I mean? God damn it, Helen Keller. Helen Keller uh, had lifelong celibacy after she accidentally lost her virginity to a porcupine. I'm going... <laughs> Thanks, fam. I mean, I'm not proud of this, but I, I, I need to try everything at the joke workshop. That's getting those. All right, I'm gonna end on this. Uh, nobody gives a shit about, <laughs> nobody gives a shit about animals. Okay, no one gives a shit about animals. You know, like whenever you ask someone how their dog died, it's always something like trivial, like he got cancer, like, you know, like you ask someone about their grandma, it's like she just got chemo and she got through a second bout of cancer. She's a fighter. She's a fighter, you know? Dog, how's Spot doing, dude? Well, he got a suspicious looking uh, growth on his ear and uh, we didn't want to take a chance so we dropped him off in Chinatown and someone ate him. So, it's fucking, what happened with that? All right, guys, thank you. Twinkling of how long is that? Yay, Sam! Opening joke, man. Eating oh. dog! <laughs> First joke, own, don't apologize for it. Which one was that? Uh, interracial, okay. ugly person. <laughs> yeah, all right. Do not like. Then you're like, uh, and you uh, no, don't like. Well, grab that know. joke by the balls, is man. It, is it racist when I go like? Is it that racist? Is it, dude? Yeah. It's a little bit. Your racist. whole premise is racist. Who yeah, gives a fuck? Racist. <laughs> <laughs> Who gives a fuck? Own the racism, Sanj. Let oh it corrupt your soul. It is beautiful. Fucking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, on on that. Um, no, don't do that. You need... All right. <laughs> do it. No, no listen, because you you got... Well, all, the, all the jokes tonight, you have a bunch of jokes that I've heard that aren't on this, like, shock value, uh, like, kind of gross out or just like, what? What? You know. <laughs> yeah, put, that's, put some... That's put, basically my whole thing. It's yeah. like, what? But that's like having spicy food with no fucking flavor. It's like I know fucking about spicy food, dude. Exactly. But listen, you have to you have to put some fucking shit behind it. Like okay. the sexual harassment one where you're talking to your niece or whatever. Yeah. That was oh fucking God. gross. That but that could work if you were like if that was just an off the cuff thing to keep the people laughing. And then I You can't end it after just like I'm kind of a pedo. <laughs> <laughs> That's not funny. It's gross, and it's just kind of like uh, it's funny to you. It's kind of funny to me, 
But dude, we're writing jokes, we're writing, we're writing bits, and we want to be fucking likable. No, I, I, you know what I mean. I, like, I get you. I can't be so like incestuous. And, and then, yeah. like, so if you can write something about how you know fucked up sexual harassment and be self-deprecating towards yourself or as a male or men across the board, fucking write that joke okay. and make that to where the whole joke isn't just like because that's a fucking that's cute. That can't be that's a joke. That's a Jackie the jo- a joke man Martling fucking joke, and awesome. he's a fucking hack. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. it's fucking just like ah shocking. You know, and then yeah. like. Oh yeah, what do you mean by that? Ah, you <laughs> yeah, know what I mean. Exactly. And uh, and the t- trail of tears too. Uh, tears. Again, that's nice. a fucking funny <laughs> joke. I wonder if the trail of tears smell, uh, you know, tastes or smell like or tastes like Smirnoff or whatever. But Smirnoff you know, now make a good now write a good trail of tears or or Native American plight joke behind okay. that so that you don't f- seem like a fucking asshole. Yeah, I know. No, you know what I mean? Like, you are like an asshole. Anyone can go up there and be Jackie the Jar- Jokeman Martling and write these fucking, like, ah, I'm shocking, and, like, you didn't think I'd say that, would you? And yeah. you're like, eh, fuck out of here. I don't, I don't care if you said it, because now it's, I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> I got the initial laugh, but you want to be fucking liked. Even if you're advice. being an asshole, even yeah. if you're being saying something fucking crazy, we, we want to be liked. So make it, don't make it the end all. No, no, exactly. Use that. Use that, like, because that, that's a fucking great little twist, and boom, you, you kind of, it's a little gut punch, like, oh, shit, that's funny. And now I'm listening, because now I'm listening. Now what the fuck are you going to say? Okay. You know what I mean? Awesome. Thank you so much, Tommy. Uh, yeah, uh, I think um, going with a grain alcohol might be a benefit over Bud Light. Yeah, absolutely. Because like you brought me into the present versus the past, so I think uh, if you do it, yeah, choose, like, a corn-based grain alcohol. Grain alcohol. Um... I've but heard I, that I Indians do, like whiskey. Yeah, whiskey. whiskey. I do. I agree with Tommy. Um, that yeah, if you you punch. Um, Smirnoff is a good one. See, Smirnoff is pretty funny. Better than Bud Light. But if yeah. you go, yeah, if you're doing like a Trail of Tears joke, if, if you bring it back up to the cause, it might, like the cause of the Trail of Tears, something like that. Yeah. Um. I I will. I just uh I just wanted to test if it was funny. I thought of it on the it way here. It is funny. It is like, funny, and it is awesome. the same with the um. Niece, pre- uh, yeah. Oh, I loved the niece pedophile joke. I thought that was so fucking funny. hysterical. I don't even have no, a niece. So I, I, I mean, it's absolutely fine. I don't, I don't have a problem with I that joke at all. I like the cold end. I like. Yeah, I thought it was. I had no problem with that joke whatsoever. Um, I really <laughs> also like the. I don't like to gamble, but I do order Chinese food. Yeah. I think that that pre. He likes it. I think that uh, jokes like joke within a setup is so good that you should take some time to find where that punchline is. I don't know where it is. It is. It's right there because Chinese people love to gamble. Oh, Asians, Asians love to gamble. No, it's a but thing. Where, where else to take it? The Chinese oh. people love to gamble. That's why I thought it was a joke within a joke. Because when you said, oh, yeah. I don't like to gamble, but I do like to eat Chinese food. I, I thought you were talking about Chinese people that love to gamble. They fucking love like to Mahjong? gamble. It's like the, a thing. Yeah, the, oh the, the, the visualization of the, the hairy that, leg that, in the soup was funny, but there wasn't Dr. a punchline that were out. But the that's... Green. A mahjong, old lady gambling, yeah. They like they really like to gamble. What's if you an look Asian at game, Ma- mahjong, mahjong, or or oh, add that. they love to play. <laughs> There's if you look at all the things like Diamond Valley or whenever you look at the um, the the ads on mm-hmm. the big billboards for the local casinos, yep. they always have Asian people on them. Asian wow. people historically love to gamble. They'll gamble on pool. They'll ga- yeah, it's, just go to the parks in Chinatown and people are playing. I thought it was because like, I took good stock photos. On the the bit about natives versus you, also, yeah. like, say something like, yeah, thanks for taking the bullet for us. Or, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I tried. I, I, it did, I didn't work when I tried it at the joke where the joke... Uh, a Friday. Oh, it didn't work at one set. Ooh. No, no, no. I said something like, 
like when I see Native Americans, it's like sad because it's like seeing that like it's like fuck that could have been me. But no, but, but now you say hey, thank you guys. Or like, yeah, but it didn't like parallel everyone was that, like no. I think if, I think that's a good route if you parallel it with uh, maybe it's a setup into another joke, but like it's the job I didn't take or something like that's the life I could have yeah. had. Sliding doors. Yeah. I'll, nope. try, I'll try it at uh, Brainwash tonight. Sweet. All right, everybody, give it up. Sand. You guys. <laughs> all right, everybody. We have two comedians left. Hang in there. Our next one, he's been giving great comments all night. He says, go racist. Uh, put your hands together, you guys. Ken Suzuki. Thank you. Yes, go racism. Token racist comic here for the night. Oh man, uh, but uh, in, all, in a serious note, poor Charlie Sheen, poor Charlie Sheen. The only thing positive in that guy's life anymore is his diagnosis. Mm. <laughs> cute, very cute. Oh yes, racist comic. I can't be a racist comic. I cannot be a racist comic. Neither can you, because you cannot be racist if you have a dick. You cannot be racist if you have a, if you have a dick. Just like my dad always told me, my dad used to. My daddy told me when I was a little boy. He said, "Ken, <laughs> no matter the color, if the pussy is right, we all come white." It's true. It's true. Look at the ancient symbols. Look at ancient symbolism. Look at the yin yang sign. Isn't that just a big old interracial sixty-nine? Comedy's tough, but in all things in life, if you're not succeeding, all I can say is fake it till you make it. Yes, fake it till you make it. And that's how you'll have an orgasm, ladies. Uh. Remember it now. <laughs> if you commit, or, you know, if a, com if a felony is committed on hate street, does that make it a hate crime? Hey <laughs> No, but no seriousness, in all seriousness, uh, I believe that t having a token minority friend is a lot like having an emotional support pet that you can bring with you into uh, political or racial-based conversations. You're like, no, no, listen, I get it. No, I understand. No, trust me, I understand. I have a black friend, Jimmy. Yeah, my colored friend, Jim. My Negro Jim. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going to go with this. My nigger Jim. Now, um, no, listen, no, it's okay. I can kill that Chinaman. I hang out with Leo Zinger, okay? It works. I can kill those. Oh. Caitlyn Jenner's been recently in the news. Uh, in the news because she's taken a lot of flack from feminists and trans activists. Uh, trans activists are saying that not only, that she has no right to speak for them, and not only that, she's a disgrace to trans women everywhere. I think that's been a little unfair. I think that's been a little unfair. One, I've seen Keeping Up with the Kardashians. She's not a disgrace to trans women everywhere. She's a disgrace to mothers everywhere. I don't know. It's just my chicks with dicks. Chicks with dicks. I tried. I really did try. I couldn't get into them. But they could get into me. And that felt pretty good. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs>
Oh, some confusing jokes, but some are really good. That was Ken Suzuki. Hey, will you will you do your opening? Jonathan wasn't here. Can you do your opening joke that I thought was very funny? Will you do it for just for Jonathan, please? Jonathan wasn't in the room. My boyfriend, oh. Jonathan. Please just do that Charlie opening. Shane? Yes, please. Poor Charlie Sheen. Feels like the only thing positive in his life anymore is his diagnosis. Good. See, he laughed. Good. I knew he'd laugh. I laughed pretty hard at that. So yippee kaye on that joke. It's topical now. You can use it now, and then wait in two weeks. In a week off for place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's really funny. Uh, speaking of that joke, it's good, but you need to reword it because it when you it's say too long. it like that, it's hack as shit because it's super. And also, it's thick in your skin today, buddy. Um, you can do that, mm-hmm. but make it... All right. Uh, yeah, Charlie Sheen's in the news. Um, it's been in the news a lot lately, and uh, feel bad uh, for uh, feel bad from all that. But uh, at least he has something positive going on in his life. Mm. Or something, just word so. it differently. Use Because you're using positive parades or whatever, and it, like the way you just worded it was really easy. And I think that's... Your downfall is... Um, okay is e- easy yeah. jokes and then you're just like that's a joke and then you go oh, I'm going to write the next one he's in the news I never thought I'd say something positive about him I never yeah, said I never thought I'd say something positive oh, about Charlie Sheen yeah exactly oh you, my use, God. use the wording like, just uh, different and all that okay um, the yin yang joke was your best joke or my favorite joke you had um, that was good and uh, the hate street one it's so bad. That's been, dude. I want to do a there, set of full nothing but puns. Yeah, that, that's been that has to have been done. If, 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 how how hard was that to write? Uh, I think I thought answer, about the answer it. Answer is not hard at all. No, I think it just came from a conversation exactly. with Sanjay and myself one day. Where, it's, where it could be cute and all that, but unless again you okay. can expound on it in a, a certain way or make a big story about it, to even make a fuck, make it up about how you you know you you didn't want to give these kids change and you got in a fight. And now they're calling it a hate crime or something like that. You know what I mean? Like just hate crime on history. Make it a story or something like that. But uh, just the, I wonder, like, what's the deal with hate street? If I commit a crime on there, is it a hate crime? Am I right? Like, it's, I'm sorry, man. And then, um, all right. And this is, um, I don't want to cut you deep, man. I really don't. Uh, you've been doing this for a minute and it's fucking rad. Uh, but your jokes are jokes or puns and stuff like that. But who is telling these jokes? Like, like the '80's oh, comedy yeah. boom, like people like David comic, and you literally have the, the hack '80's rolled up sleeves every time I see you. That's because I get off. Of, well, yeah, this I is know. not how I want to. So either bring a change up because I don't know who you are besides kind of a creep. Okay. Your jokes, your sexual jokes, were like I think that's part of your life. You know, your fucking weird dom stuff or whatever. Like you seem. To, I'm just imagining. Or I'm not imagining anything. Hopefully, I'm just assuming that you you know something about that that life and all that. So. Write about jokes, like, you know what I mean? Like, tell us who you are with your jokes, and or like, let us know more about yourself with these jokes, and don't just do the joke for a joke's sake. Like, share something so that again, like, you're likable, not just like I'm that guy saying these things. And again, I uh, like you. I know you just get off of work and all that, and it's tough. Uh, I get to dress like this at work, so it's cool. But uh, just be a little more uh, not approachable, but um, uh, like if you're, I mean, you're already set for like a, a conference. But or like a a, a a corporate gig. That's what I meant to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for these mics and for these whatever, it'd be cool to see you just kind of a little looser because mm-hmm. you seem real like uptight, just visually, in a sense that you're wearing dress slacks and a button-up shirt and and, and your your shoes from work, which is fine. The clothes are fine. But so there's no dichotomy or juxtaposition that's traded from that. Yeah, it's just it's just weird to hearing these weird sex jokes come out of you. 
Uh, and you, you seem a little bundled or just a little, you see, you, you, yeah. Okay. Or, you know what I mean? Um, I'm just, I'm just saying like, I, I want, I want to see you do more. Okay. That's all. Uh, kind of going off that. It went out. It's, oh. you can't really mess with it too much. Sorry about that. <clears throat> just one joke where I, I kind of wasn't sure where the, uh, your perspective was coming from, and I think it's an opportunity to try a couple different punchlines to find a, a, a route on it. Mm-hmm. Good. Is Thanks. the fake it till you make it, that's how women get <coughs> orgasms. I think it needs another tag on, but there's you can go a multitude of different ways, and I think that's kind of, like that kind of joke is a good opportunity to try out, do I stay really creepy? Do I turn it around to self-deprecate? Do I make it a joke about how I listen to my mother? You know, like a couple different things where I can see where you're coming from out of it. And then I think it'll make it uh, tighter and like come full circle. Absolutely. I completely agree with your advice. We don't know what his perspective is. You're not in a microphone, darling. Um, you, you have to be in a microphone. Uh, but I completely agree with Tess. We need to know what your perspective is. That's why we don't know you. You're like, he looks like this, and your words say something, but like, we want to know, like, what? how would you know that? Because every girl you've ever been with fakes it until she makes it? Or how do you know the difference between faking it and making it? Or maybe you can't tell the difference. Like, what's the problem from your perspective? as opposed to the sort of worldwide comedian view. Like right now you're like, I'm a comic, ah! Like the 80s comment that was made earlier, right? Like you don't know who Howie Mandel is. He's just like, I'm a big fucking oh. character from the 80s, blah! You know, and then, but now it's like, what is Ken Suzuki's standpoint on this? That's what's gonna personalize it and make people be interested in listening to you more. Does With that make one-liners, sense? Like, Cause I do a lot of joke, one-liner set up punch. Try to put those in that same frame. Yeah. Okay. I thought this. I thought some of your setups and punch. I thought the setups and punchlines were solid and well worked. But taking it that extra, whether it's in the setup or afterward or extra punchline, just yeah, where you're coming from, because I think it yeah it just needs a perspective, so some character, and I think it'll kind of give your presence something. Thank you. Agreed. Extra. Completely agreed. I think they call it finding your voice I think in quotation marks like what is your voice alright you guys we got one last comedian here on the joke workshop on mutinyradio.fm thanks for holding fast with us this entire time uh, I've been your host Pam Benjamin our last comedian is a very funny guy I loved Tony's comment on you last night. Something about you're the only guy that can have two earrings and pull it off without looking super faggy or something like that. It was awesome. Tony Sparks said something about it. Uh, but put your hands together. It's Jesse Warren. Measured the twinkling 11 one hundredths of a second. I like this right Hey, guys. So uh, I've come to the conclusion that I am the San Francisco male version of a basic bitch. Um, Yep, I can't deny it anymore. This is just a fact. I'm an overconfident 23-year-old working at a tech startup. I drink kale juice like it's water, and I belong to three different climbing gyms. I own a hoverboard, and I have a t-shirt that says, I like big data, and I cannot lie. (laughs) I do. I I have that shirt, man. Uh, 
I wouldn't wear it though. Uh, I wouldn't never wear that unless uh, unless I was in front of a lot of people. <laughs> of course, I'd wear it. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't actually wear that shirt. It's a dumb shirt. Uh, so I'm on Facebook. Uh, I think everybody has a friend on Facebook that they uh, that posts shit that uh, every post they make infuriates them. Oh, it makes them so mad, but they keep them around because it's fun to hate them. It makes them feel good. I have a friend like that. He posts a picture of every meal he eats, along with a quote from Confucius. This guy's the worst man. I fucking hate him. He posted a picture of a salad, along with fall seven times, get up eight, Confucius. Fuck this guy, man. He's an asshole. He posted another picture of uh, of, uh, some almonds. He posted a picture of some almonds, and the quote was... Uh, you can choose to live your life forever a, ch- a failure, or you can choose to live your life forever as a champion. Better start choosing. And I was like, no way Confucius said this bullshit, right? That's a shitty-ass quote, man. Uh, so I looked underneath the quote. I was like, who's to, to see who said it? And he just said, me. And I lost my shit, man. This guy sucks. He's an asshole. Why'd he do that? Why does he think he's motivating people? Does he really think that somebody's looking at that picture and thinking, man, you know, if I eat some almonds too, I can, uh, I can also have a four pack and a job at mattress discounters? Count me in, man, I wanna be a champion too. Where do I sign up? Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was walking through downtown last week and I saw a sign that said, come in for an unforgettable kale salad. Yo, if you, if you eat that salad, for sure forget about it, man. Like, how shitty must your life be for you to eat that salad and it, for it to earn permanent residency in your mind, man? It's probably right next to fucking, you, your, lane must be sh- your life must be shitty as fuck. It's probably up in your mind right next to the fucking 300th time you've eaten Chipotle or the, um, another thing that doesn't deserve to be in your mind. Uh, yeah, for, for sure forget about the salad, man. Like, what, what makes this salad different? Do you guys put grapefruit in this salad? Is there citrus or some other bullshit that doesn't belong in the salad in there? Uh, <laughs> fuck you and your artisanal salads. I'm on, so I'm on Tinder because of course I am. <laughs> I'm on Tinder because of course I am, and uh, I, I'm not on there. I'm not like other guys who just look at the picture to swipe left or right. I'm not an asshole. I don't do that. I read every girl's bio every time on Tinder. I read every girl's bio, which in 2015 makes me a gentleman. <laughs> makes me sensitive. Uh, but I'm not, I'm not on Tinder to meet a nice young lady. Uh, I'm there because I'm actively looking for new material. And girls are silly, man. Girls are silly people. Uh, one funny thing they'll post on their bio is something along the lines of, I'm not here uh, looking to hook up. I'm only interested in meeting friends. Oh, you're only on Tinder because you want to meet friends? That's funny because I'm here because my dog has a brain tumor the size of a golf ball and I need to find her a vet right away. (laughs) Girls are silly on Tinder, man. Um, That's uh, that's actually all I have. Thank you. That was Joseph Warren. Uh, Comments?
all kinds of stuff. You have great energy, comfortability. You're really likable on stage. Like you have the, you have an, a likable energy. Like you're the opposite of Paul Sanford. Like, you know how his energy makes you uncomfortable <laughs> and you like, don't want to like him. Your energy like makes you go like, I really want to like this guy, even though he's a techie douchebag. Yay. <laughs> I like how you started by calling yourself and you, the lifestyle you described. I laughed at because like, oh, I'm a lazy bitch when I listen to that. You like the kale shakes, the working out, yeah. all that. Uh, but I like how you started by self-deprecating. But then at the end, when you started going off on Tinder, you went from, oh, I'm in this nerd self-deprecated. And you kind of went into this, like, I'm kind of playing the arrogant douchebag character. And that was a strange juxtaposition between the beginning or asymmetry, rather, between the beginning and the end. Uh, I don't know if you flipped it around and started this way and then opened up to us as the more sensitive guy uh-huh. uh, later on. I mean, other than that, all those jokes are funny, I thought. Thanks, man. I, I actually thought I was going for the, in the beginning, I actually thought I was trying to open up, start off as kind of a douchey person. Um, I was trying to be self-aware of this douchey thing that I have mm-hmm. going on. an opportunity for a really good transition because you started out the fact that you were so self-effacing and confident but without being egotistical it did it actually I mean to me it came across as likable not um yeah you didn't come across as douchey and I think there's a transition because you immediately start talking about some douchey guy on social media that if you make a transition like douchiness occurs on a spectrum so like I look oh, douchey, but I'm great. but I'm not douchey. This guy looks douchey and is douchey. <laughs> then, okay. that's, that's and I don't know, maybe like point. It might not. I mean, pointing out someone else's douchiness point blank might, I don't know, it, throw you not as likable. But I think that's a good opportunity. I, it put uh, do the do the Joey Avery trick and make it into yeah. a metaphor where you compare techies on a spectrum with autism on a spectrum so because i'm sure half the techies you deal with are do have asperger's i mean obviously (laughs) or some sort of form of autism so to like somehow venn diagram those two and like talk about how they're similar might be a really fun little jaunt thing to do yeah uh, i thought that was great and then also the tinder setup about she's not she's there uh, just for friends. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really good joke and it has a good punchline. If you set it up a bit more with, um, we all know it's the hookup app or something that sets up the fact that who the fuck's there for friends. So, so it's not implied just by talking about Cindy? Um, it is, but I don't think enough for the absurdity of a okay. dog tumor golf ball. Uh, yeah, something is something is yeah, right. Something Good as delicate point. as that, like you don't have to spell it out exactly. It's not J. Course of months of extensive briefs and hearings. The exemptions we requested, ripping DVDs and Blu-rays from making fair use remixes and analysis, preserving video games and running multiplayer servers uh, after publishers have abandoned them, jailbreaking cell phones, tablets, and other portable computing devices to run third-party software. Like, they're all kind of in bed together and not the good kind of bed together. I don't know what that means. But Edley and Ron Conway and all those folks put a, they put a lot of money, especially with um, anti-prop F, a lot of money into getting people. They spent eight million. 
course of months of extensive briefs and hearings, the exemptions we requested went through like a lot of stories, so of things that are at least the Nepal elected their first female president. planning. Please visit PlannedParenthood.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. of the people that are here, but I should because um, I'm going to want this for Welcome my to the JV show. You're going to hear some great NFL films right now and all the good stuff. And yeah. Here's what really starts off the show for you guys.
Alright folks, so I think you guys have heard enough of this awesome NFL Films vintage great music, but um, and that one started off a little different than we usually have going, but it's, it's great to vary that shit. So, I have a great friend and a wonderful guest here in It's Shaggy. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo. Like soin taking. <laughs> he, he, jinkies. He, he actually, he has so much sports knowledge and he's going to bring a lot of great commentary. He's filling in for Victor right now, Augusto Victor Guerra. And he's right now, he took off to LA. He had a safe flight. He made it. He's waiting for his mom at the airport. You know how that goes. Viva Victor! Viva Victor! So, uh, mutinyradio.fm, you are listening to a wonderful station, and you can always give us a call at 415-550-0511, or just come into the station like Shaggy has, and we have Chris Knatzer coming in and Clay Newman, so if you guys are comedy fans, you guys will definitely understand uh, some of their humor when they're making fun of some of these players, and we'll see what happens. But yeah, so tonight's a little different. Oh, here's the song right now. Hold on, we gotta listen to this for a second. That was great. We had to listen to that because it's fucking amazing. They listen to old stuff like that. That's some 70s jams from uh, NFL Films. Um, I have Chris Knatzer, um here visiting us. Hello, hello. And Shaggy's still here because he hasn't he left. <laughs> and we have a lot of blasphemy in the NFL. Like, what's going on right now? It's like, it feels like... Uh, well, it's constantly going on. I feel Blasphemy like. is a strong word yeah. just because America's team has dropped seven straight. <laughs> Don't you worry. That's a big, that's huge. 
What do you think Jerry Jones is thinking right now? He's thinking what we're all thinking in Camp Cowboy. Nine and seven, win the division, make the dance. Yeah. And, and the thing is, that's not far from a possibility. The, it's Aside from the AFC South, it's the weakest division in, yeah. in the league. Well, Un- yeah, unfortunately, we have to play the undefeated Panthers Thursday. And we still have to play the Dolphins Sunday. Eesh. So it's not looking good. Yeah, well, would, the Dolphins with um, you know, management change and you know the, um, every head coach gone and um, what well, is it the defensive coordinator yeah. came in and he's great he's actually he's turned them on to like yeah, being more defense, defensive their defense is playing great which really is well. not what you want for Tony Romo's comeback yeah. no, game not at all but their offense hasn't been that much I, I have to better. ask are, are you a Cowboys fan Chris born in Dallas Texas oh, oh that's right I was one of but the chosen obviously people. you realize how shitty Texas <laughs> is and now you're here well look well, here's the thing throughout millennia the chosen people God's chosen people <laughs> have been persecuted they come from you know desolate wasteland uh, it's our it's our role <laughs> in this multiverse it's what God has chosen for us so I, I can't say anything bad about Texas. It's my home. I love it. But I understand. I well, understand where everybody's coming from. I do. Yeah. Well, never have been, been, been there. I'll talk all the shit I want about Texas. Yeah, Fuck exactly. that place. <laughs> exactly. Well, so, actually, Chris was just in Austin and uh, yeah. returned. Props to was, Austin. Austin, yeah, it was wonderful. There's a lot of great shit yeah, going Austin on Austin is our Jerusalem down yes, there in the that, promised land. Exactly, the promised it, land. It's the blue dot in the Red Sea, right? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm glad that you came back because it's wonderful to have you back. And he's he. Oh, it's great to he be said he quit comedy, but that's impossible. <laughs> and he was, no, he's just, thriving. It's a, it's a joke. It's the best joke. You guys got to come down and see him at multiple comedy sets and open mics and, and live shows and, and thought out shit going on here at MutinyRadio.fm. But I, I derailed everything. Blasphemy. 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 It was. It's blasphemy. Okay, so Andrew Luck, he's like the this prophet, this messiah. As you come into Indianapolis, like, oh, who's ever going to take over this big head Peyton Manning? And I say big head because he actually has a big dome. But um, uh, who's going to take over what Peyton Manning left, who pretty much got Lucas Oil? I mean, he, he was the one who has Lucas Oil Stadium there. And he's the, one of the main culprits there. In culprit being a good thing, but um, who was going to cover for him? Andrew Luck, and he's been doing well. He's a great fucking quarterback. Yeah. He's a great athlete. He's really hurt this year. It's just it's been thriving injury, and then also uh, players dropping balls, and it's been it's been interesting to see the Colts <laughs> go from. I mean, where's where's Harrison? Because you know, he's gone, and Harrison's gone, and um, uh, what's his name? Reggie Wayne. Yeah. Reggie Wayne went to the Patriots for a second, and then then he asked to be cut. Yeah. And they cut him. They want him back. They need him back, but they don't. Because I I don't know. I I love Reggie Wayne. He was a great Is he playing right now? No, he's He's still waiver. He's still on the waiver. Oh, man. Which shows why the Colts were uh, right in cutting him. Well. Or not signing him, or however the case would be. Yeah. Well, they got rid of Hicks, and Hicks went to... Back to the Giants? Back to, well, he's now on the Giants, but he was on Tennessee, Tennessee. right before, and then now he's back on the Giants. That's a big move. But, um, oh, fucking Hasselbeck. Now we're talking about Matt Hasselbeck, 40 years old? Yeah, he's so, been around forever. So. Uh, also, we have uh, Dro Nose. Actually, don't touch that after don't that. Don't touch Perfect. the mic, yeah. Dro. Oh, hell yeah. 
Yo, how's it going, guys? I'm yeah, sorry yeah. I got here so late. No, no, you came right on time. We're going to be talking a lot of great lot of football, but a great sports and all this other stuff. And we have Dallas Cowboys fan. We have two Raiders fans. What's happening? What, what, what do you claim right here, Shaggy? I, I am a Bay Area fan. You know, I, I will cheer for the Raiders and the Niners, the A's and the Giants. I like that. Yeah. All right. Uh, that Sweet. sounds complicated, man. Yeah. Well, <laughs> how, do, how do you do it, dude? Lots of cocaine. He <laughs> <laughs> keeps things interesting. You know what, though? I think it's, were you ever allegiant to just one team? Did this come, did you mellow with age? Or have Whoever's you always winning. liked all four? Okay. So in terms of football, I started up as a Raiders fan, Woo. but they moved to L.A. and I hate. Fucking LA. Ooh. Are we allowed Ooh. to cuss on the radio? Uh, you can fuck yeah, you swear can, all you want. You can want. say LA. Oh, yeah. no, well, you have two yeah. people here from LA, actually. And even when they moved back, <laughs> it was a little hard to uh, jump back on the bandwagon. But in the meantime, I became quite the Niners fan because how could you not w- during the 80s when yeah. they're just. True. And, you know, not only are they winning, but they're winning with great players yeah you know, you're, you're not having a lot of jerks on the team so you know and i think once you know people like roger craig ronnie lott and jerry rice all, right. all went over the raiders it helped that transition to welcome them back and for me to be a raiders fan again it was hard in those lean times between 2002 and say two years ago or even last year when we were Ooh, you know it was hard yeah rich gannon was the last rich quarterback gannon, to we really all know how that produce. ended up yeah. 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 one of the greatest dressing downs in super bowl history <laughs> do you think the raiders have had more quarterbacks than any team since then since then no cleveland. So? Cleveland? Yeah, cleveland man the raiders are doing like three a year yeah, Cleveland lets everybody be quarterback. Now. <laughs> <laughs> like that's they have true. a running back take a few snaps. But game. but they never <laughs> took on Jamarcus Russell, so that's that says something right uh, there. Jamarcus. Yeah, we have that's a, Jamarcus call? calling in right we now. Have a caller. Hey, that's probably Jamarcus. He heard his name. He's like, "Fuck that, I'm calling." We got no purple drink. Who do you think it is? <laughs> oh, what up, Jake? Okay, I'm gonna put you on right here. Oh, we have a caller. Airwaves worthy color. Am I am I live? Oh yes, yeah. you are live. And yeah, we need to turn on some speakers in here so they can hear you because only JT right now has headphones. I can no, hear. He can hear. So I'll just assume. Oh. Yeah, he'll 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 assume. I'll translate Drone knows can can assume what you're saying. But yeah, oh, what's you've up? Got a crew. Yeah, we yeah. yeah, Shaggy's here. We and Chris Kanatzer. We're talking. You know, we got. Um, we were just talking about our loyalties to certain teams, and uh, we have two Raider fans, one a Bay Area fan, Raiders, Niners, A's, Giants, and um, a Dallas Cowboy fan. That's Shaggy, right? Yes, yes, that's Shaggy. Oh yeah. And what up, bro? This is Victor. <laughs> Victor. What up, Victor? Good to hear your voice, my man. Yeah, I keep missing you at uh, Jonathan's gathering, so it's uh, I'll take this if I can't get anything. Hey, I'm glad you're sitting in the chair right now, man. Yeah, he's and sitting where so you would sit. To, um, you know, I've known you as a friend. You're awesome, and thank you so much for just uh, being part of our lives. And ladies, if you're out there listening, I am single. <laughs> get him. Yeah, JT is like not going to be on, uh, you know the market very long so get them while you can 
You get a lot of ladies listening to the local football show. <laughs> Guaranteed. This used to be um, the cunt sessions before oh. this, so oh, yeah. I think we get them well, after they've heard a couple of we shows. Carry like, over we've, lo- we, we've lost some of the cunt following, but Whoa. maybe, you know. And cunt was see you next Thursday, by the way, but yeah, yeah. now it's... <laughs> 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 yeah, they were women. It was a feminist show. Oh, but no, we, we get some followers. We got some women. We got, actually, we have one of our good friends, Erica Morgan, shout out. She lives in San Jose, and she's in our fantasy league, and I crushed her. <laughs> do, you think, uh, do you think your uh, feminist followers were upset when it transitioned to football <laughs> and sports? Uh, I was thinking, yeah, our first episode, I kept on mentioning, like, oh, yeah, this went from cunt <laughs> sessions, some feminist show. Hey, there's a female all referee. about jocks. We're just going to we talk about We tried to be, you know, amicable with them. We wanted to like absorb some of their audience but hey you never know it's see you next what you know kind yeah you should have so, just kept the name good coming from a bunch of guys i guess you should have totally kept the name uh, just we be like, uh, coming up next on the cunt session chip Ooh. kelly's offense is it a fad or is it here to stay that's right you're listening to cunt session coming up next on thursday cunt <laughs> the cunt sessions could be like some weird, you know, see you next Thursday, have a session, we're smoking. So that makes a lot of sense. Or just, you know, oh. vagina cunt session. I just realized it was an acronym. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Dro, are you sad about Alden Smith? Yeah, man. I'm pretty bummed out. Like, you know, he was doing really good on that defense. And they're just like, you know what? We're Time gonna, to go to court, dude. Yeah, we're going to pin it on you now. I'm going to give you the sentence now. If you kind of noticed, it made sense because, like, the Raiders weren't really celebrating every time he made a play. They would kind of give him a little pat, but they knew, like, oh, he's gonna, you know, he's gonna probably be suspended. You know, uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. You might be speculating. I don't yeah. Know. But you know, I. Damn, I was that's, really bummed out. Cause one, I'll go ahead. Go, go, ahead. go for it, man. I was just going to say, it's one thing that the Raiders and the Cowboys have always had in common is send us your rapists, your shoplifters, <laughs> yeah. your drug dealers. Greg Hardy. Yeah, but, if you can get to the quarterback, you can get it whatever you want in the off hours. We don't care. Ooh, that's why I wanted Sue on the squad, man. Imagine Sue over oh, here. Man, that would have been Well, sweet. let him stomp on fools. Let me tell you something. And Damakang Sue is doing something so heinous right? in his private time yeah. that it's yeah. still totally a secret. Well, he is. It's so very secret. I bet he's he a serial is. killer. I think so. Or he's... The, uh, he no, should have been with the Raiders. Exactly. I don't know why. He's, quiet. Maybe he's a dolphin fucker. Yeah, I think that's a dolphin yeah. fucker. <laughs> Over in Miami, fucking the dolphins. Yeah. Anyways, I, I think that... Goldfucker? Sue, yeah, he fucks goats too. Oh shit! But Sue should have gone to the Raiders. That would have been sick. That would have been. At the same time, what what is he doing this year? You know, I know. Apparently, once the head coach was fired, maybe he's been picking his game up. But I don't think that much. We don't hear from him. And in terms of Alden Smith, everything I've heard, both with the Niners and now with the Raiders. Uh, very well received in uh, in the locker room. Uh, a lot of the players have had nothing but positive things to say about him. It is unfortunate that uh, he has gone for a whole year. Obviously, the NFL gets uh, rightly criticized for the, I don't want to say inaccuracy, the... Um, when they're... When, you know what I'm trying to say. When, when a player gets, uh, you know, like Greg Hardy, you know, beats up his girlfriend, throws her on the couch of weapons, and he gets, what, a four-game suspension, and 
and what Elvis happened to Smith. Johnny Manziel? He got no game suspension. Name I know. Starter for just the rest had of the a season. Big, he had a car incident. Something was a deal. Yeah. Well, the you know, each time it's always you know we let the legal process play out, and in this case, in Johnny Manziel case, his girlfriend said, "Oh no, 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 he didn't hit me or choke me or anything, so it's all good." And I so kind of think that, it reminds me a bit about Josh Gordon. You know, it's like, what's with the NFL? Oh, like, why Josh do they Gordon. feel like they are above, like, the, the justice system or, like, the judicial system? Like, they have their own, like, okay, we have to have our own standards for how this, we deal punishment. Let's give Josh Gordon, yeah, a year and a half suspension. But, oh, you know, Greg Hardy hit women. Let's let the facts come out. It's yeah. like, wait, what? Like, how does that make any kind of sense? Like, where, how they're dealing out these punishments? It's yeah, well, arbitrary. It's not consistent, and it's not. It's not actually a valid uh, punishment for certain things. It's got to be a different. I mean, especially for domestic violence, which has happened a lot recently. I mean, it seems these, like that's been happening. These guys get paid millions of dollars and then have millions of people cheer loudly for them to commit violence. Yeah, you have to expect them to be. You know. True. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that they wouldn't have any domestic issues. I'm yeah. not going to just deny Over. that. But at the same time, it's like you, you're getting paid millions. You have yeah. this opportunity. Don't fuck it up. Like, literally, that is also, a very yeah. easy thing not to fuck up. Just no, definitely. They, the, the onus is on them to to behave correctly. However, uh, they do have the spotlight on them and constant media attention. And, and just think, spot. you take this neighborhood. Just pick any four blocks in the Mission or any four blocks in the richest part of San Francisco. It doesn't matter. And shine the spotlight on their lives and see how much yeah. domestic abuse and drug dealing and shoplifting and shit comes out. Yeah. Ooh. You know, and, then, and then you get to the statistics. statistics Some might make it. that money, too. Some yeah. uh, deal that much money. I, I, yeah. They make NFL shit. Yeah. Yeah. Every team has 56 players. You know, there's 32 teams. You know, there's hundreds and hundreds of players. I have hundreds and hundreds of the general population. I'm sure you're going to find... You know, a handful of domestic abusers. Yeah, so it's just kind of indicative of how society is. But in terms of how the NFL is punishing uh, certain players for certain indiscretions and such, and that I don't want to belittle, uh, you know, domestic violence. You know, calling it indiscretion. But the NFL has always had kind of a reactionary um, way of punishing, and you know. They're, Do you think they, that's right, JT? No, uh, no, but reactionary in the sense that they know that society is not going to let them just let domestic abusers, you know, only get a few games suspension. So they're trying to, I guess, uh, make their punishments fit the crime a little bit. But obviously, they are way behind the curve. They they aren't doing their due diligence. And then in terms of uh, Josh Gordon, again, society hasn't fully legalized weed. That's what he's gotten busted for is essentially weed. Um, and yeah, it's been a long, that, it's but... been a long debated topic, especially in sports. Why are they punishing players for smoking weed, especially when there's a lot of healing qualities and they're putting their bodies through so much, you know, you have to expect yeah. Weed would be very beneficial, but fucking, it's not a performance-enhancing drug. So why the fuck can't they should be fucking smoking on the side sidelines? If I had my set. Robin Williams you know, always and, said about and if the NFL wasn't oh, their own entity, it could be happening because, like in Seattle and in 
And in Denver, you know, these players should be able to be under the jurisdiction of their state laws. Instead, they're under the NFL jurisdiction, which, like, supersedes that. doesn't make much sense to me. But I also look at, like, what happened with Cam Newton. And it's like, recently, I know it's kind of changing the subject, but it just kind of seems like different players get different treatment based on their popularity and also based on their it seems like race and it's just a disappointment when people are so outraged by his dancing and his showing off yet Aaron Rodgers gets the discount double check commercials and we all like love it when he does his little dances and stuff I kind of get frustrated when I see those kind of things because he's a great quarterback great person to the franchise and community you know supporting kids giving out footballs to the kids you know doing all these things in community service so I just kind of get frustrated when I just see, like, the NFL con- continuously going on a case-by-case basis with players based on Greg Hardy, he's such a great player, but this other guy who could be good made the same mistake, so he'll never come back, you know? It's not right. It's Josh not Gordon? Well, Josh Gordon, but also look at Ray Rice, you know? It's like, oh, it yeah. was yeah, it was on camera and it was filmed, but now <laughs> that the Greg Hardy thing has come about, there's pictures and there's more to it yet because he's such a unique player at his position and there's not enough pass rushers with his talent he gets a pass whereas with running backs they're a dime a dozen in that case i have to say i agree i agree with the greg hardy ruling yeah can i can i weigh in on that yes uh (laughs) dallas hey uh, clay newman here clay newman's here yeah weed advocate uh I I really don't believe Ray Rice would have gotten a lifetime ban had the media not forced Ray Rice to get a lifetime ban. That wasn't really on Goodell. That was a lot of people show. If the video never got out, there's no way. Like, like we would all be watching Ray Rice play for the for the Baltimore Ravens right now. Yeah, I, is he still I, I on lifetime ban? The media yeah. had a lot to do with it, and you're definitely on point. Well, Ray Rice isn't lifetime banned. He's just not been picked up. Yeah, nobody wants to do. Nobody that. just wants him. Right? He's just a open free agent right now. Just, just like what? But he just smoking a joint over at fucking Reggie Wayne's house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and as far as I really feel like, as far as the weed thing goes, uh, this is this is pretty morbid. But as far as football play goes, I feel like domestic abuse is a little more helpful to a football player's mentality than smoking weed. Like, if you just keep aggression all the time, instead of going home and be like, oh, man, maybe we shouldn't be tackling each other, bro. I think that's uh, that's why they're afraid of weed so much. It's a very <laughs> passive drug. Yeah. Well, also, I take issue. I believe that weed is a performance-enhancing drug because a lot, you know, everyone will tell you in sports, uh, high stakes you know, field goal kickers, pitchers, quarterbacks, everybody says one of the most important things, your mentality, you have to be able to forget what just happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you think you're going to go up there for a game-winning field goal high and that's going to go over well? That's going to be terrifying. You've never known anxiety like trying to kick a field goal high. That's going to be really scary. Yeah, no, it probably, it, that definitely loosens you up. You're like, fuck yeah. And yeah. like he said, if you take some CBD, something that's just going to give you memory extinction, that's great. Yeah, it works for PTSD and it works for the play, the last play. It yeah. is. Don't even remember it. <laughs> Somewhere, Marty Schottenheimer is laughing his ass off and loving this because he's like always <laughs> wants to remind his players the next play, on to the next play. Yeah, you should have passed the blunt and said that. <laughs> yeah. Puff, puff, next play. Schottenheimer. 
<laughs> yeah, but Gatorade already has little chewable candies for after you're done. You may as well throw a little THCA there at that point. Yeah, or THCA. Um, this is also a shout out and a little promotion or a little uh, yeah promo for Alta California. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, did you get picked up by Gatorade? Yeah, That's yeah, big. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Florida hates us. Yeah. We talk a lot of shit about Florida. <laughs> no, no. But, um, and I just want to—I just want to give a little shout out before I get going. Everybody out in LA listening, I, your boy is home until November 30th. Yeah, just hit me up, message me, whatever. Also, go Warriors! They're playing the Clippers right now. Well, they're not yet. They're at 7:30. Yeah, I was like, it hasn't they're started yet, but we're, we're still. Center. Yeah. I'm trying to find my way over there, but oh, get over like there! Oh, you can have fun at the Nokia little fucking spot over there. Just ha- yeah. LA Live. But, yeah, you know, um, so I just hope that they keep the undefeated streak going. You know, a lot of analysts are like, oh, they need to lose one to take the pressure off. Fuck that, man. Just keep winning. Man. And Fuck there and I have pressure. To I mean, the first, pressure. What? The Thunder and uh, wow. the Cavs still. So we know they're going to go down eventually. But right now, keep riding it. Keep winning. They I won't mean, go down. I mean, Greg Papa said this like almost a month ago. If they could beat. The Clippers, they may be able to go undefeated until Thanksgiving. That's pretty yep. insane. You're yep. going to have to start talking records pretty soon. Well, they play the Bulls tomorrow night, I believe. And that does, you know, I know they they don't have very much travel to deal with, but they are doing a back-to-back. The Bulls are going to be freshly rested. That Tomorrow's game is actually the game I would be most concerned about in terms of getting to the uh, 16-0 mark that yeah. we're all hoping they get to. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I tell you, I see this game, this team, and even though they had to go to overtime to beat the Nets, and they've had a couple of close games lately. That's crazy. You know, everybody who watches them sees how good they are, and it's just like uh, uh, the Lakers and say the Bull, the Bulls just dominated when uh, they're dominating. But Lakers, you know, I, I heard them compared to the Warriors in this way that there's they just kind of tinker with you that. At any point, they can just go on a 20-0 run and just blow you away when they want. But it's just like they're kind of doing their thing. They're they're fooling around. They're they're you know with the uh, Warriors, they're passing the ball a lot. And but you see this team, and you just get the feeling that they really could go undefeated this year. Yeah, and the depth they have is even better than I think last year because some of their younger players are coming up. And not just that, but Bogut lost some weight. He cut the sugar from his diet. Dude is looking good. Daddy came back from the concussion. Um, you Cut know, your sugar not from just your diet. Ideally, but All you <laughs> folks. Yeah. They're, they're playing. They're playing really, really sick. well. Yeah. I've been a longtime fan of Vizili, and I, uh, when he went down, I, I thought it was going to damage their, uh, their ability to go anywhere. But it picked them up. Yeah, you know, they played so well last year. Up and you know all season long then he came back in the end and they helped him during the playoffs and yeah. I love seeing him get his uh, opportunities I, he uh, looks even good if, yeah. he looks really good this year yeah, if he, yeah. I, I think it's it like, a lot of kale I think it was like <laughs> I think it was like Aaron Rodgers like you know being able to play behind Bogut gives him time to build his confidence uh, and play well with the second team uh, and and now this season, it's showing. You know, he when he played with the starting unit, uh, he played with confidence, and uh, I think you know winning a championship helps that too. Yeah. And, and I got a shout out to my favorite player because not just is it just fun to see that those centers 
flourish, especially Azili, because he is he is going to eventually be the starter there. Uh, you are absolutely right, Shaggy. But um, I also am just I have like not a physical man crush because the dude has got like gums and lips that could get tripped on tripwire. But I love Draymond. Draymond Green. Dude is a yeah. hustling beast. Like I just uh, can't get enough watching the way and style they play. And the big men pass really well. And I don't know what Charles Barkley's talking about when he says, oh, if they had been playing in our era in the 80s, oh, it's terrible. They would go down, you know. And, like, like they wouldn't stand a chance. They can't outplay physical against the big guys from that generation. Oh, hell no. more physical. Draymond would have packed him. He would have just destroyed. Well, maybe not destroyed. I mean, definitely Charles Barkley put up number. He had his defensive game. But I think Draymond can do – defensively and offensively way more than Charles Barkley. I mean, it's very hard to describe that different eras, different players that they're playing against. So, but, uh, and who do the Raiders have this week? Uh, Raiders have, who the fuck do they have? Settle down. Why are you asking me these questions? Detroit. Oh, Detroit. Yes, it is true. I, yeah, I, baby. I'm We're glad. doing it. Yeah. Fresh off a of Packers victory. Yeah, but. Oh, uh, yeah. Packers. Detroit Jeez. has the new um, offensive coordinator. Yeah, and Packers lost the last three, dude. Sure. What happened to Rodgers? Oh, man. That's and, ridiculous. And for, like, the fantasy listeners out there, if you're going to pick a quarterback, who would you go with? Hasselback or Cousins? Cousins got has the Panthers coming up. Hasselback as the Falcons coming up. I guess Hasselback. Hasselback. Panthers uh, have Panthers, tough defense. Really good defense. The Cousins is Keekly. worthless on the road. Cousins, yeah. like, Kirk, he's not at home, is very, Kirk-y. very bad. Uh, yeah, Kirk? Kirk hasn't, he's just produced one game very well. What, four touchdowns, over 300 yards, whatever it was. It was, Jesus Christ, he, he handled, but. All right, how about this then? Tannehill or Hasselback? I, I don't remember Hasselback. who the Dolphins are playing, but you should remember. You better recognize. Should, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell who you who the Dolphins are. It's return of the Romo, baby. Dolphins are playing oh, Dallas. Dallas, yeah, that's true. So, chalk another win up for Dolphins. Is Romo going to kill it his first game back, though? He's going to throw a couple of early shaky picks, but then he's going to lead them from, from behind. But he has Dez, you know, and it's yeah, that combination is nasty. I don't know how, how healthy we are, but we're healthy. Like everybody's <laughs> back now that we lost. Yeah, true. Uh-oh. Except for Sean Lee, he's but he's fucking made a paper. How, yeah, he's, he's, how's McFadden doing with yeah. them? Do you know? He's doing better. He's all right. The Raiders. How good of a season? <laughs> I, do you I'll guys... tell you what. As a deep, deep Cowboys fan, who we want to see in the game is Christine Michael. He has a girl's name, and that's gonna make him run hard. Gotta <laughs> prove <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a girl. But I'm he. Not... I watched him at Texas A&M, and he is a really. He's hard Christine runner, the truck. Man. Yeah, this is Christine the runner. truck. This is Stephen King and Christine coming in and killing you. Right? I'm telling you, once that once that kid the gets car, used to the offensive line and vice versa, he's going to do damage in the league for like three years to run him into the ground. But. I've seen. I, he's he's good, but I, yeah. he's also he's behind uh, McFadden and. Well, Jesus Christ! How many people have gone? Well, Joseph Randall's yeah. gone. Yeah, he's out. Dunbar's he's out. out. Dunbar's Jeez. out. Out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, injury. But we've had so many bad runs. Well, no, but Randall, actually, Randall could be good, but he's a head case. He's a head case. He hasn't <laughs> been all there. I mean, every practice, year, every year he has a problem with the law. Every year, Jesus. And every year, Mark Demarco Murray would get hurt, and Randall would have a you know he'd shoplift. We'd be like, God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> and then last year we were all surprised when Murray stayed healthy. Not surprised that he's a good running back. Just surprised he stayed healthy. Yeah. 
What about um? I, I got two more questions. Oh, this is good. One, who's gonna win the NFC East? Dallas and Cowboys. Two, who's gonna win the <laughs> AFC South? What was the second AFC question? AFC South. I have a question AFC for you, South Victor. Oh, Who AFC, cares? AFC South would probably be the Colts. Well, Victor loves Colts. I know you like the Colts, and but you know who really cares? See, it's a big game. Who's going to come out? They're going to lose in the first round of the playoffs anyway. So Colts are going to win. Colts are going to win the division. The Texans have not produced. I mean, they, what? What? They, they're just not going to do anything. Not with the quarterback situation they have there. Yeah. Brand new quarterback. Do they have a brand new quarterback. They have, I think so. Uh, yeah, Whedon uh, was just picked up. No, well, whoever they, beat the Bengals. They beat the fucking Bengals. I lost they, all my money T- on that game. TJ Yates. TJ Yates. TJ Yates is Thank you. Jesus. Good job, Clay. TJ Yates. Well, he has four wins and three against the Bengals. Wow. He just, he's got Bengals number. Bengal killer. What was that, Vic? Yeah, you know, those bungles can't hang with TJ. No. You know, they go down there and they mess with too many women. Hey, which team had the offensive coordinator named Jim Bob Cooter? Ooh. Oh, that is the Lions. The Lions. Yes. Cooter. Yes. Jim Bob Cooter. He's coming in against the Raiders the, right now. And one of the best names of all time. I thought, when I first heard it, I thought his name was Jim Bob. Or like some, I didn't know. I thought it was a weird name because I hear a lot of NFL weird names, but... What you, Jim Bob Cooter, Coot, or Coot. Jim Bob? The Coot. The, the, he's just going to be known as Cooter. I mean, he's just a, well. Cooter's he's cool. shown that they're they're not actually Cooters. Actually, when they've been playing last game, they really shut down the Packers. Well, that was retarded. The Packers have been and, shutting themselves down. I yeah, yeah the last they, they've lost three straight. Yeah, and yeah, Aaron Rodgers just not been accurate. Just losing some of that. Rating there and their kicker misses field goals. No, that too. Crosby, I lost. Crosby. I'm so glad I lost. I got rid of him. Oh on man, my fantasy league. Yeah. Did yeah. any of you guys watch the fight? Did you guys see Ronda Rousey go down? I, I saw. I, I saw the clip. I saw what you needed to watch. Yeah. yeah kicked in the neck. <laughs> I, I watched the whole fight. There's only two, you know two less rounds. than two rounds. Two rounds. Hey, so. you know. Hey, and Shaggy, you know what? We didn't go out the first round last year. We made it to the championship game, but it, we might as well have gone out the first Ooh. round with the way we played. In that yeah, game. that was Full a horrible knowledge. game. That was very, very disappointing. It made me like it made it hard for me to get through the off season <laughs> when you end it on that note. It was yeah. fucking disgusting. But well, they're hey, like little you know, crybaby snitches. <laughs> But it was a big thing, I guess, if you think. I don't know about big thing. Low class, some Midwestern low class bullshit. Oh, I think that it was just high, weird level Bostonian bullshit coming out of the New England. How are you going to give up like 800 yards rushing and complain that they deflated the balls? Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah, they would have beaten us with a shuttlecock. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of it was disappointing, cuts. and yeah, Shag, you're probably right. We'll probably go out the first round exit, but you know, um, you never know. You know, it's we're only halfway through the season essentially, and uh, the players could get all healthy. Uh, luck could get back to being luck, and it could be fine. Do you, do you think like he's going to come back before the season ends, or do you think he's that's it? They're going to go hassle back all the way. Oh, I have no idea. I haven't paid any attention to them because they're going to lose. He has a lacerated kidney. Well, let's see. Let's see how Hasselbeck produces. We'll see what he does. I've heard word that it's week to week. Like he could technically even play this week. It's not guaranteed, but 
Um, yeah, That's you know, good news. don't don't freak out. Luck will be back by the end of the season for sure. Cool. You're calling but, it, but they just don't seem to have the uh, the staff around them. And this is an interesting thing I'd like to put out to the panel is that you know what would be better for a football team to have an elite quarterback that you're paying say you know top dollar for or an average quarterback where you can spread the money around and build a solid team all the way around an o-line and that i think that's where the packers are are struggling you know they pay aaron Rodgers a lot of money but now they can't fill out the rest of their squad um well by my answer to that is the Kansas City Chiefs. Like you Ooh. get a mediocre quarterback like Alex Smith, and you get all the talent in the world around him, and you will never get to the like. Yeah. Well, what, how far are they the, ca- the, the obvious counterpoint? The obvious counterpoint is the Patriots. Yeah. Tom yeah. Brady is surrounded by no names. And this this is the one Ooh. exception to the rule of the uh, of the league is the Patriots keep putting these old spare parts in. Do they change out their works. offensive line this year and they're undefeated? How many running backs have they gone through? How many receivers have they gone through? They've lost guys, all their receivers. The, guys, it's amazing the best, what they do. They have the best game-to-game coach in the league when it comes to preparing for... And that's where it is. Yeah. He's not probably the NFL's Brady. best badass. Tom Brady way too much credit. Yeah, Vilicek really has manned that. Let's wait. Let's wait and see what Belichick does in New England without him. You know, because he wasn't any good in Cleveland, and uh, he was uh, like a five fifty percentage winner in New England without Brady. Nobody's good in Cleveland. Cleveland. Uh, He went to the Super Bowl, or you know, he. I'm just saying, look at his record without Tom Brady. I I think he's a genius, but he's not like a super genius. Didn't Tom Brady? Take over in the Super Bowl because Bledsoe got hurt in the playoffs. Took over at the end of the season. That was yeah, the, yeah, so, yeah, playoffs. So he still got him to the playoffs. I mean, he, he, yeah. I mean, and I guess too. And, how many seasons did he coach the Patriots without uh, Tom Brady? Two. And he also two. won two yeah. Super Bowls with the Giants and as a defensive coordinator. Just to reiterate, from uh, day one, we hate Tom Brady on this yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I Even know, though he's from the area. I might love him, and that's cool. great. This, is, this is my campaign. <laughs> horrible. This is my campaign as an older sports fan, though. Don't hate him. Appreciate what he is in front of you, because mark my word, he's the greatest of all time. And when Jordan was playing, half the country fucking hated his guts. They wanted to see him fail, and with his five championships, they're like, he won't win six. Fuck him, he can't win six. And he won six. They hated Jordan. And then ten years later, you're like, ah, oh, why did I hate Jordan? He was but how many different asterisks? How many different like reasons for winning? Hey, you know, like not that just to deflate. But look at Jordan's bullshit. career. Like he was a gambler. He was a drinker. He was a womanizer. And That's every athlete. He quit. And he yeah. came back. He quit and then came back and was still the best. No, Tom there, Brady's the greatest of all time, and you should enjoy him while you get to watch him live damn. on television. Also, I like Kobe Bryant, by the way. And, yeah. and second of all, I hate I, – I just have never liked Tom Brady because I'm a – I'm just – I'm a West Coast fan. Just not, he's not from through and through, but I just – He can be San Mateo. Yeah. He is – he's – that doesn't miles. mean shit to me. Now he's on this <laughs> team in the East Coast that just—he grew up a diehard Forty Nine good fan. team. They are solid. They do well, but they have always been on you know on this pedestal. And it's like yeah. fuck off. They are great, but I well Tom Shady uh, Deflady aside, I think <laughs> we 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 need to remember that before him there was a guy who won seven titles before the Super Bowl era, 
there's still a lot of guys out there that have done a lot better than you know than than Brady with with rings and championships. And like like John was saying, Kobe. Yeah, Michael but pre Super Bowl you know, era, no, nobody Russell. enters the conversation anymore yeah. for greatest of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Joe Montana it's, it's a different you know, sport. Four rings. Right, and Brady will be five if he gets another. Yeah, yeah Brady, Brady I would put you know, way above Montana. I'm sorry. I, the, well, the thing is, is Montana was so player. clutch. Oh, yeah. Clutch, but you want a mental player who can like bring What would Brady have been like his whole career with John Taylor, Jerry Rice, and that offense? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. And that defense. You can't yeah. put it aside I the defense. It, you know. he, he probably won eight. And Brady wasn't paid well for a while. He won those three rings with an amazing defense. Um, yeah. You know, he was he wasn't like Ford, on the map yeah, until yeah. you know it got to that uh, undefeated season where they lost it in the end. I just That's don't remember really the defense driving down at the end of the Super Bowl so the dude could make a kick. Yeah, there's no <laughs> yeah, I mean, Brady doesn't have a Ronnie Lot on the other side. There's no, like, maybe you'll remember Will Fork's name in 10 years, but name me another Patriots defender. He had Troy Brown, the probably the best two-way player in the last year. Well, um, Malcolm Willie Butler. Oh, yeah, they, they had amazing linebacking core. Seah actually uh, played very well. And then... Uh, Darrell Revis was on the Mike team. Mike Vrabel. Yeah, who's, who's the... And who's the main guy? The, the Vrabel, uh, McGinnis, and then the, the main guy who's like an ESPN... What's his name? Real outspoken guy. Damn, he was the middle linebacker for all those yeah. teams. Before Seau came in. Yeah. Uh, Wasn't it Teddy? Or that, yeah, I... Teddy Bruschi. Yeah. There it is. Yeah, Teddy yeah, yeah. Bruschi. Oh, you said it. Teddy Bruschi. Yeah. I'm sorry, Vic. You're not yeah, as loud as defense. we are. So, they had a great Yeah, defense. you said that earlier. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. No, no. There you it, go. It, there you are. Oh, you're a little bit louder there. <laughs> but yeah, the 49ers had a great defense. The Steelers obviously probably had the best defense of the four Super Bowl winners. Guaranteed. It's just, it, it goes to what Shaggy Guaranteed. was saying. If you can spread it out right and build a team, yeah, once you renegotiate with certain players, of course they're going to make more money because they're building that success. But if you start with that foundation and you're able to spread it out well, like I think right now that's a good example of that is the Arizona Cardinals. Yes. You've got a veteran quarterback and you've got an amazing defense and you've Holy got badger. good weapons to support them on the yeah. uh, for Carson Palmer. Yeah. So yeah. I think that team uh, he may not be a championship team this year, but when he's healthy, they're probably going to the Super Bowl. Have a good chance. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a break and Victor, we love you so fucking much. Hold on. Do you have anything else to say, Vic, before we Um, get going? I just want to request some Kid A, a little Radiohead, and um, you guys have a spectacular spectacular Thanksgiving break and thank you so much for uh, helping John out tonight with the show. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you, man. Victor, I miss you. We good miss to you. talk to you, buddy. Yeah. Good to talk to you, too, Shaggy. Hey, Dro, good to talk Raiders with you. And who, who else is there? I heard a third voice. Yeah, Clay <laughs> Newman. Voice. Clay Newman. Well, it's, thank oh. you so much for having me. It's great. Thank you. <laughs> well, I'm glad I'm glad you guys all could uh, be on the show. Anytime you guys want to come on, Thursdays, 6 to 8, the JV show. We love you. Yeah. All right, guys. So we'll, we'll yeah, talk. Uh, we'll, we'll talk later. I'll let you guys uh, continue the show. Well, yeah, we're gonna end me. it right. Well, we're gonna go to a break right now. We're gonna listen to some Dell the Funky Homo Sapien and the BMs. You know this from both sides of the brain, motherfucker. San Francisco. Hell yeah, brother. You know this song. Oh, that's very interesting. That's actually NFL films still. <laughs> oh yeah, we we have so much going on. I love it. Did you, did we start the show with our little like? 
OG 70s. We actually sound. started it with CBS, like the the eye of CBS. Like it, it was like this the, the very intro to the NFL films little compilation. For sure, there. for sure. But then it goes well, into I, our um, little thing. You I can't hear wait it. to uh, to listen back because the show the show sounds really good. Oh yeah. Well, fuck yeah, really. It sounds. You're listening to it right now, or you're just listening on the phone. Yeah, you know, it's not the same. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, put on your computer. Like you have us, uh, you, you dialed in. For sure, for sure. I'm going to listen to the rest. You guys have a great night. Love you, man. Love you too, brother. Take yeah. care. Hello. All right, we're going to listen to some Dell, the funky Homo sapien, right now. Peace. Let's get his brainier. Try to sell home. 
hard drugs, they are then the claim in your life. They only deal with real shit. All the bomb and hash you want, they deal it and all's well. They don't even sell it for much. And the cops don't really touch, cause it ain't slanging dust. I'm writing this right now under the influence. But if you just towards those who say I shouldn't do this, Bob Marley out. At least till I'm back by the lake. But I might roll one or two for old time's sake.
Because we want more, more, more of sports, actually. Um, not Midnight Hour, uh, hey, Billy Idol. <laughs> I'd like to throw out a little something before the rest of the fellas come in because they probably won't want to talk about this, but the Chargers are retiring LaDamian Tomlinson's number, and I have to say, I, I'm i going to give him props. He, uh, you know, again, Southern California person, I never a fan of the team or whatever, but you know, as we were alluding to with Brady, yeah, you, know, you can't, you, you shouldn't hate on the guy. You, you got to respect somebody who's proving to be one of the greatest of all time. And Damian Tomlinson, I would say qualifies. You know, may I don't know if I'd put him in the top ten running backs of all time, but he certainly deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, so I want to give him props. Just give him a shout out. Congratulations on having his number retired by the Chargers. Yeah, that's a big one because um, I, being from Southern California, I watched a lot of Chargers games, and LaDainian Tomlinson was just, he was the truth for me. I was like, God damn, he's just, he's running all over these people. He's great. But, yeah. Um, Texas boy. But the, the notion that Tom Brady is a great player definitely bodes sure. well. It, 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 speaks to me now now that i'm like you know like i hate the motherfucker but he is a great player on paper he's he's got it on the field on the field yeah obviously but yeah he's he's got it i guess i I don't like his chin (laughs) stupid yeah look i want to fuck his chin giselle giselle has (laughs) fucked his chin yeah but there's a million reasons to hate tom brady and like whatever network he does uh broadcasting for when he so chooses after his career is over i'll probably watch the other network uh i don't care for him but i'm saying i recognize he's the best yeah he's done the most with uh you know he's had a great supporting cast but he really has had less than joe montana and terry bradshaw and everybody else who has four and he's in that club with them yeah brandon lafell was getting like what 500 yards a season with cam newton there's he made like brandon lafell's is fantasy-wise, like, some people's top 15, top 20 wide receiver this week, and he was nobody, nobody. before he came over to the Patriots. That's true. They're calling him a veteran now. Like, so many players are like that. The Patriots just have a way of making things work, and once they leave the Patriots, they go back to being nobodies. Yeah. I, I can't believe more racists aren't on board and love Tom Brady because, or Belichick because the two of them helped introduce the era of the slippery little white dude. <laughs> There's yeah. like 15 teams now that utilize a slippery little white dude in the slot or in the backfield. Yeah, the I, Patriots I started that. They made it up. Danny Woodhead and Woodhead. Wes Welker, all these guys, they made it up, and they still do it. They just replaced the slippery and little it, white it, dude it, with younger, say, slipperier little Woodhead, white dudes. Gone. And Welker, gone. Oh, they used yeah, Amendolas. and yeah, yeah, exactly. That was their gig, man. They made it up. And now there's like 30 guys who have a job in the NFL because of the Patriots. Yeah. It's a, it's a sneaky, sneaky little thing. The Cowboys have one. I love yeah. our little Cole Beasley. It's our slippery Beasley. little white Jesus Christ. He's slippery doing little white so dude. well this season. All right, Jesus who, Christ. who wants to guess the next slippery little white dude? Brian Hartline? Is he going to be the next Hartline, he, 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 little white dude? He was doing well in uh, the Dolphins, and then now... 
Uh, where's he at now? Hartline is on. Uh, he's on the Bears or uh, Browns. He's on. Oh yeah, that's. So he's good. on Cleveland Browns. No, he's actually been producing pretty well because I have Tra- Travis Benjamin on my team, and I'm like, what the fuck are you passing the Hartline for? <laughs> but no, no, no. He's he's doing well. It's not. But he could be that sneaky white guy that they're yeah. like. No, no, no. Patriot. He's in the running. Yeah. yeah. I have a quick question for Chris. How long? Was Hardy out there before the Cowboys signed him? Do you know? No, you know, I don't. I didn't even follow his case because I just, you know, it happens all the time. There's like three or four players that flash across the ticker, like, oh, they're in trouble. I'm like, whatever. The, so, well, who is it? The Panthers? I don't give a fuck yeah, about that. The only Panthers. reason why I ask the Cowboys are unique, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, that whose owner is also their GM. I think they're the only team. Are they the only team in the league that has that? I believe so. I think so. Yeah. I didn't say so. Well, because Al Davis died. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) There was two. Mark Davis has the bowl cut, and he looks really And praise to Al for all he did, but, man, after 2002, it was painful. It was horrible what he did to that team. Like, it yeah. yeah, I'm not gonna say what I was about mm. to say. No, I'm gonna say it. That's okay. Yeah, I wish he died out. earlier, man. Yeah, it was fine. it was horrible. See, well, that's proven. I'm, I'm lucky because I'm a unadulterated Jerry supporter. <laughs> <laughs> I do. No shame. I love Jerry. The the one thing I've ever been angry at Jerry for, and Demarco it took Murray. me a couple years. No, no, it took me a couple years to get over it. Most you know Jerry supporters will tell you the same. Is he ran Jimmy Johnson off? Yeah, because they just yeah. couldn't. They were because they're just being little bitches. He goes. Was, both of them were being was, such was, little yeah. bitches, and it was you know people are like really. Uh, I don't know what the word is, you know, but we're very sensitive now as a society in 2015. But in the early 90s, it was a really big thing. Everybody was just real bitchy. That was like the beginning of everything getting real bitchy and real sassy on TV. And like we can you add know. drama to this. There's yeah. some drama to it, but yeah, it was exactly. Like, no, like no, all, it was, is this real or it was pre-reality really television? But reality TV bitchy. was right around the corner. But TV was just getting bitchier and yeah. sassier, and they were talk show, daytime talk shows were taking off. And the two of them just got bitchy and sassy. Like, if it had been 10 years previous, they would have handled it behind closed doors. But the media was in their faces. And it was like, I'm the reason, I'm the reason, I'm the reason. And Jerry got mad because everyone knew, including him, that Jimmy was the reason. Jimmy and Herschel Walker were the reason for our empire at the time. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. And so then, you know, but Most. Jerry wanted to prove a point that I can bring any Yahoo in here and coach this team to a Super Bowl, and he did. So they both proved their point. Mm-hmm. Jerry won short-term, and long-term the Cowboys fell apart without Jimmy. We needed, I mean, they needed Jimmy. My yeah. mom is a but big I love Cowboys Jerry. fan, so I remember I have a picture of me in third grade, full Cowboys gear. And I was in Raider, uh, a full Raider mentality, just hating life. But no, no, no. Jimmy was the truth for a while. I mean, that was it. I mean, if Cowboys and Raiders right. are, are mirror franchises, they really are. The only difference is the Cowboys tend to be like very glitzy, glam in the club with cocaine and strippers, and the Raiders are like thug in the parking lot. We will beat the shit out of you. Yeah. yeah. Woo. Yeah, we're going to um, say goodbye to Dro. Dro. Goodbye, Dro. Bye, Dro. Bye, Dro. Yeah. Uh, also, um, Alta California makes amazing tinctures. So um, go to tryalta.com and see how that goes. It's yes, amazing. baby. Yes, baby. We're going to do a Eddie Winters little. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, we're not. So, um, yeah, and also, if you want to call in, it's 415 550 MutinyRadio.fm. We love you. Um, keep going. Yeah, keep doing this. Yeah. 
uh, <laughs> a comic, Angela Johnson. Are you familiar with her? Sure. She's from the Bay Area, I think born and raised in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. She was a Raiders uh, cheerleader. And like I said, she's a comic now, but she taught, you know, she's like, yeah, the Dallas Cowgirls, fucking we were jealous. Like, they are the fucking best. Us, though, we were the Raiderettes, we'd fucking kill you. We, we, <laughs> we would shank you. Like, like, the whole organization just has that thug mentality like you're talking about, and yeah. they are proud of it. And, and I have to say, that is one of the things that I, it's not that I like the thug mentality, I like the criminal mentality, and uh, <laughs> rape yeah. and pillage will yeah. take over. We well, do? I think that's why um, all the London games, the Raiders, have, like you've seen the most Raiders jerseys over there because they're still watching like old clips from the '80s and stuff. That's like the '80s are just starting to hit England, really? and uh, there, yeah, there are a lot of Raiders fans. There's like that's an easy concept to get behind. <laughs> Well, think about it. Now having great access to old clips on YouTube and different yeah. things. So now yeah, they're yeah. like, oh, well, now that the NFL's here, why not just check it out on the interweb? And boom, they check it out. And they're like, oh, shit, they were really good in the 70s. I mean, oh, I- we're really <laughs> good in the 70s. We're really, oh, God. And there was a big crazy clash with them and the, the, the Steelers. Is it the Steelers? Yeah, yeah. the Steelers. <laughs> For a while there, both teams were Holy shit. representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. Yeah, but those, that's great knowledge for them to be like, what the fuck? Uh, this is now new to us. We've always watched football, and it's football, a totally you know, different thing. But now American football being introduced there, I, I wonder if it's going to be like that. Are they going to chant? Are they going to do all these different songs and different things that we don't do here? Personally, I, I wonder why they haven't gone back to Mexico. Like, personally, I, I actually don't like the fact that they're having these teams play in London. I, I don't see the point. Europe has a thing for soccer, you know, their their football, and that's fine. I I just, I don't understand the point in trying to, I I think now that I'm talking about it, for the first time I'm realizing the point is the NFL is trying to broaden their market, trying to sell their their product, their brand, as as the uh, hipsters say. Guaranteed. And yeah, it's all about money. Plus, I really think that Jaguars sounds really good. That sounds a lot better than Jaguars. Like now, now king off the London Jaguars. The Jaguars. Well, right now they're in Jacksonville playing the Tennessee Titans, and, and now they're the Jacksonville Jaguars with yeah, a six to six score Jaguars. into the third quarter. Oh, thank you for the update. Oh, great. Yeah, it's. Wow. Uh, I'm sure nobody is watching. What, what about in Spain? Right, so what if I'm, they have Spanish fans? The They'd be like the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, Jaguars. Uh, you guys want to play a little uh, who's better than who for fantasy football? Oh, I was like, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty happy with this so far because I had the option to Mariota tonight. Uh, there's Fitzpatrick against Houston or Cutler against Denver. And this is my post Peyton Manning mm. team. This is me finally accepting that Peyton Manning isn't a football player anymore and try to reconcile. Nick, neck surgery really does it for you. And yeah, also being it. in the league that long. That's what it is. I mean, the neck surgery, well, you know, he came back from the neck surgeries and said every single season record there is a set. Yeah. But ultimately, so, all, the neck, all the neck surgeries finally took away what was his greatest attribute as a player, which was being a choker. <laughs> <laughs> really limited. 
So wow. where does he rate amongst the great? You know, we're we're talking about Brady. You know, where does Manning rate? Given that he that's only a, has that that's one big Super Bowl because they've victory. always had their the rivalry between. I have, uh, I have in my head. I have Peyton Manning and Dan Marino locked in a tight orbit with each other. Uh, yeah, just cycling around. Yep. You know, the five, six, seven rank of all time. At least, at least Manning has his one ring. Marino never had that. Yeah, true. But Joe Montana, such elite players, but at the same time. Montana was my greatest of all time until Brady. It became clear that Brady would supplant him. I, I would argue he's already done, but I know the haters won't be happy till he has five. I, I actually. He has put up those numbers. Yeah. Like, that's why I said on paper he's phenomenal because really he has. And then, yeah, his whole career, everybody was like, hey, what would happen if you gave Tom Brady an elite receiver? Randy Moss played there one year and had 8,000 touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, Randy, exactly. <laughs> Just, Just giving Randy Moss that. Oh, Jesus Christ, that wasn't. But that really, that pissed me off because I was like, why is Randy Moss going there? When, Anyways. Well, I, what pissed me off was the Raiders' inability to use him properly. Yeah. That's what pissed me off. I was actually happy that he got, even though I don't didn't really like him as a player because of his personality, but going to the Patriots, you know, again, as Chris was saying, That's you, know, you have to appreciate the, that season him and Brady had was worth watching. It was like watching the Warriors this year. Yeah, it's exactly. just like, holy shit. Well, this is Randy art. Moss. Randy Moss Unfallible. was always just like go and get it. When he was with the Raiders, just like all right, buddy, try to outrun the other guy. They throw it yeah. as far as they possibly could, like <laughs> not realizing he could do so much in open field. Like Brady's just like he's sort of like Alex Smith. He can be captain checked out every once in a while. So if you just have a quick slant with Moss, he can cut everybody up. It's beautiful. The Ra- you just have to chuck it downfield for him. The Raiders used him as a decoy. Yeah. That was, yeah, their, exactly. prime that was their prime use of him. Use. And that's why I'm saying it, it was, was horrible. I, I hated to see him. And that, again, an Al Davis move. Yeah, it was just misuse of so much money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really. But um, at the same time... I think I became a Vikings fan because of Randy Moss. He was just—he was so great. He yeah. can catch. He can nab it. It's just—it's up there. It's, it's thrown wildly. They always said wild shot, and it's like, well, Randy Moss just pulled it in. I don't even know how he did it. It's like, yeah, we do. Yeah, We've already was. seen it. We've seen it for a long time, and now, of course, the Patriots are going to pick him up. Not a little sly little white kid. No, no, no. Tall, fucking and he was lanky. Like, they were talking about him like he was lanky. LeBron for like three months when he was coming out of Marshall, and I, I lusted after him so much as a Cowboys fan, and yeah. it hurt me so much when we passed him up. He was still on the board, and we drafted Greg Ellis, and I was like, oh, yeah. you just gave up a shot at NFL history. That guy's out of control. Yeah. And really, everybody, for the rest of – time that talks about Randy Moss who remembers him will say what if what if he could have kept his mental shit together and like been on teams that had utilized him properly he would have all the records like he would have surpassed Jerry Rice in my, but you'll never know it's a what if you could never prove it but he had so many problems so yeah. many disruptions so much talent well Chris Carter always talks the best about him because he played with him and, and worked with him and it's yeah. just like what well, it's fun to, to hear some of his comments just being like this guy had it all yeah. and fucked everything up yeah. <laughs> without the you know, layman's thing. But it's like, wow, he really, Jesus. The most Christ. talented player I ever saw so far in the NFL watching since, like really watching and paying attention since the early 80s. What do you think about um, 
Barry Sanders will be up there too. Well, I'd say, well, Jesus Christ, Barry Sanders. But what, the guy who uh, he's coming back. He's trying to come back. Adrian Peterson. T O. T O. No, that guy's an idiot. Man. I'm glad you hey, brought that up. I was actually up. just going to bring that fucker up to me because I just number two receiver all time. Life. He, Hate that guy. Yeah, I mean he's yeah. a wonderful receiver. Has been in you know the past. What, but I'll tell you something. But it's such a fucking life. asshole. And it was like Jesus Christ, what a fucking asshole. Yeah. Also, look, go go look up somehow. Uh, I'm sure they keep stats. Look up his drops man i bet he's on yeah. the historical list of dropped passes absolutely because i hated to and then he came to the cowboys Uh, Friday, it's 6 o'clock. I don't even know what day it is anymore. It's Thanksgiving.